1: Welcome to the home of stupid. That's right. You are now listening to Common Man and T Bone.
2: Well, what lessons could we teach them from the radio station? Well, I mean, I don't know. Hi, children. This is radio. Please never do this. Ask your parents to save for college so you can get a real job. The end. I don't know.
3: That seems like a short book. (laughs) Pretty good book. (laughs) (laughs) I like that book.
1: Featuring Panama Ted, imported from Panama. Thank you, Ted, you suck. Rihanna Ray on traffic. Five minute delay. And a bunch of internet sounds that make no sense.
3: So reach around the guy.
1: <laughs> you gotta squat and be ready. <laughs> 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 Balls on his chest. Strap in and strap it on. This is Man and Bone.
3: <laughs> Happy Monday. Welcome in. Hello, Bone. Hello, man. Oh, we have a big program today. It's the segment that's not a segment. Yikes. No. (laughs) I do miss that, but that's not right. Yikes. Yes, is coming up at 534. I have many people telling me that they miss the uh, little collective soul drop that we would play every day, multiple times a day. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's up to you. Bring it back whenever you want. It's not up to me. It's too... Remotely, during the rundown, it's too hard to play it. It wasn't a choice. I don't hate the soundbite. It's too hard to play because Ted's, you know, working on trying to keep the radio station afloat. Let's just see how it goes real quick. Um, Story, story, story.
2: That's the end of that. Teddy, hit the thing. Hey.
3: Look how easy that is. Hey, man, anytime you want to take control, <laughs> by all means. Anytime. I'll sign up for T Bone and Common Man. I'll sign up for it right now. We'll, cha- we'll no, change I all mean, the to.
2: I, I don't want to take away from what the people have become used to for I'll, so I'll many years. I'll sign up for it. Hey, no, man, there's no, only it's... one
3: of us, a TV star. Only one of us. <laughs> so, you know, you were on TV last night. That's fine with me. You were the Go first ahead. one.
2: You were carving those ways out long before I yeah. came along. I'm How'd just that the, work out? I, so well it worked mm-hmm. out so well all i am is just you know i'm like lewis and clark exploring after the fact going oh look at all this that's already here wow <laughs> right. someone exactly. else has come through here and already done a lot okay i see what's happening yeah you're you're my you're my guide through there buddy i'm
3: just- can call me anytime he wants he will. I'm not going I'm I'm sure to take, take the call. He can call me anytime he <laughs> Why wants. Why not? Why don't you go on wall-to-wall? I'll take it. I will take it and talk to him. I'm not going on. I'm, d- I don't, I'm done with TV. I'm done. You don't like doing TV? I don't like TV. TV doesn't like me. I'm a radio yeah. guy. That's the way it's going to be.
2: I don't, I don't know if TV likes me, Mike, but the check's good. And by check, I mean, I get paid exactly the same as I do here. I get nothing. I don't get anything extra for doing that. I just, it's, it's, I'm uh, part of my job. We pay I guess. you nothing? No, no, I get paid very well to do this. Right. I'm saying I don't get anything extra for going on over there. I just do whatever they tell me to. So.
3: I thought you were like Tim Hall all of a sudden, where it's like, hey, man, I don't care if I get paid. I don't even. <laughs>
2: I need to yeah, know if I it. get paid. Yeah. Well, you know, not all of us are as lucky as Tim, you know, to right. have that lifestyle, so we got some of us have to work for a living.
3: Uh we have yikes at five thirty four. Did I say that already? Yes, I did. Right. Uh, we do have to dedicate the program today. I just saw that uh, Screech Powers, a.k.a. Dustin Diamond from Saved by the Bell, passed away.
4: Yeah,
2: that's sad. I uh, I didn't realize, or I guess if I knew it, I'd forgotten it, that he apparently was dealing with cancer. So well, I think it was a
3: quick thing. I think it was just a couple weeks ago that they diagnosed him, and well, he didn't make it too long. So R.I.P. Screech Powers, he was only 44 years old. So yeah. in tribute to Screech, allow me to do this for you. Zoinks? I think we should change the name of Yikes today to Zoinks, because that's what Screech would say. Zoinks? Yeah, so we'll say Zoinks instead of Yikes. And the show today is also produced by Kevin the Robot. (laughs) Good reference. (laughs) Well, Screech had the his, his partner in crime was Kevin, his
2: robot that he made. Yes, that's right. You know, I see my references come more from the TGIF line than uh, from the Saved by the Bell line. Though well, I remember we are, Saved we are by of the a Bell. different different generation. Yeah. Well, I found out my wife like a few weeks ago. We were having this conversation, and I said something about like Steve Urkel, blah blah blah, and just moved on. And she's like, "Oh yeah, what was that show he was on?" And I said did you what? divorce her instantly because yeah, I, I know like, how much what you sh- love family was like, matters what show he was on family matters she goes oh yeah we never really i didn't really watch a lot of that like F, like tgif any of that stuff growing up and i was I was just like my jaw was on the floor i'm like hey hang on so like you have no idea who laura winslow is she's like mm, should i i'm like oh. okay. stefan or kell she had no bearing a reference for that and then i'm just going down the list of like are you aware of, like, Patrick Duffy and Suzanne Summers having a show? And she's like, I think, roughly, I thought that was Family Matters. And I'm like, oh, God, I can't, we're just not going to, I didn't. I, what was she doing on Friday night? I don't know. Apparently, she had this very exciting lifestyle that she was living when she was a, literally the same age as me. I mean, we're a month apart in age. So it's not like she was like, I married someone way older than me, and she just didn't. Wasn't watching like she was at home with her family the same time I was I don't know maybe they were listening to music or something
3: I have no idea that they well, were not she does watching TV enjoy the En Vogue that I know <laughs> she maybe that it was enough. all
2: En Vogue all the time it was it's half En Vogue half Aerosmith
3: that was those were her two main I actually watched two hours worth of Breaking the Band Aerosmith last night oh did you it was on the Reels channel yeah very nice I was watching that and I was reminded because it's been a while since I've seen it of Joe Perry's weird mustache that he has oh yeah i forgot well, he's got nothing it's like the reverse hitler <laughs> actually where he's got nothing, <laughs> nothing in the in middle, the middle. <laughs> and then just two little <laughs> mustachio parts coming off the edges <laughs> it's like he went to the
2: costume store and was like give me the full mustache they're like i'm sorry all we have are eyebrows he's like good enough
3: and he just left the store there's and like, peeled them on there that happens to you when you play guitar like that. Like I, I was watching, you know, when, when Bon Jovi was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and Richie Sh- Sambora was there. You know, Richie Sambora is in his sixties. And he showed up, he was wearing, he was, looked ridiculous. He was wearing like leather pants and 18 scarves and a huge like Dr. Seuss hat. He looked ridiculous. If your parents in their sixties showed up looking like that, you would take them straight to the nursing home. The difference is Richie Sambora got on stage and took out that guitar and he going all over the place with that guitar. That is the great equalizer. Joe Perry can show up with a reverse Hitler mustache, and nobody questions it because he takes out that guitar and equalizes the whole thing. I've just realized that
2: my eyebrows are basically a reverse Hitler mustache on my face. They're exactly. just widely set apart, but you're right. I've never thought of that. Also, I would add to that discussion... That I, I, you are right that, that guys who play in bands can dress in crazy ways and get away with it because of the musical genius, especially guitarists. But the other side of that is, what would we rather them do? Because let's say they showed up like middle management with, you know, like Brooks Brothers on. That would be way more disturbing if they showed up with, like, a polo tucked in to, like, a pair of slacks and You're loafers. Right, that would be disturbing. That would, if you showed up to a, like, I'm saying, like, bands that we knew from a long time ago, it's like they're in their 60s or 70s. They show up with, like, a half-zip
3: yeah, a motor. you go to a Motorhead concert. And they, they just (laughs) stepped out of a Joseph A. Bank catalog. There's
2: no way you would be like, what kind of drugs have they added to everyone's cocktail? Like, this is not, that would be the trippiest thing I think you could see. You would go there and think you'd walked into some kind of prank or you would be disturbed. You would be waiting for, and then they just go about their show, play the normal show and then leave. People would be talking about that show for decades. They would say this one time they showed up and they, I don't even know how to describe it. They looked like part of a uh, like a JCPenney catalog. I don't even know what's happening here. This was so bizarre. And then that's that's all you'd have to think about
3: for the rest of your life, is why did that band show up looking like normal people? There's only two professions, I think, that do that, though. That for some reason they do that, and they feel like they can get away with it. The musician, where it's like leather pants and scarves and ridiculous outfits, and for some reason, chefs... Like, chefs mm. are like, they think they're rock stars, too. It's like, yeah, I seasoned this really well. Look at my stupid outfit. But the guy who opens up your heart, he doesn't walk in like that.
2: No, but I think we could certainly allow that, right? If if after oh, the procedure is over. you open over. up my
3: heart? Absolutely. Spike yeah. the
2: football. I don't care. After the procedure is over, clearly you got to be all... You know, sterilized and ready to go exactly, for the surgery. Exactly. But, then, but after you get all ungloved and, and unscrubbed, <laughs>
3: that would you be show. a thing, man. So it's professional doctor for the right. consult, right? This yeah. entire thing, professional doctor, buttoned up. Then you have the operation. You wake up in the recovery room. Your doctor looks at you and says, "Are you ready to rock?"
2: <laughs> and it's Axel Rose, doctor. Your doctor walks in and is like, uh, "Yeah, so the procedure went fine. Everything's going to be good. We're going to keep him in not observation." doctor why are you only wearing uh chuck taylor's and a sock and it's like, well i'm a i don't know if you know this i'm a heart surgeon so i'm a big fan of the red hot chili peppers and this is what they wear on stage this is what i wear when i'm done uh, this is you know my rock star moment it's like well that they have guitars and stuff they kind of hold over that i don't know that's weird
3: but, uh, yeah, that's what you could do, I guess. Uh, dedicate the program to Dustin Diamond. Let's get to it, Bone. Stop getting me off track to start the show, please. You, you, yeah, Jesus. I mean, it is I'm your sorry. show, so. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> Jackets, lose <laughs> Jackets lose to the Blackhawks. Jackets lose to the Blackhawks last night. Elvis had a third period he would rather forget. Going out there trying to play the puck, and the puck played him. No bueno. Back at home for the Stars tomorrow.
2: Yeah, I mean, I guess there's a few ways you could look at that. One would be, hey, if not for that a bit of errant goalkeeping, right, where you're leaving the net two different times and getting burned because he just had a terrible night playing the puck that way, maybe you could say, well, other than that, they were right there and could have and should have won that game. Maybe they find the second goal. I guess the problem, though, becomes, and I know this is a problem that we hope will be short-lived because we've got a guy coming in who can – Light a team up when it comes to scoring. You're scoring one goal against a team that's not supposed to be very good. That's that's the other part of this that I think by the third period of that game, you shouldn't have one goal on the board. So I think this is a problem that the Jackets have had. It would be nice if Patrick Laine is the difference maker. And when he comes out there suddenly... All these other guys that have been struggling to get the puck in the net suddenly their off their game wakes up too. Maybe that'll be the case because have they made that official for defenses. tomorrow? By
3: the way, is Line A playing tomorrow?
2: I haven't seen anything official. I know that's what everybody's you know fingers crossed on, but I haven't seen an well, official
3: announcements. So. I did see something official. What'd you see? I did see that tomorrow is the debut. If you like such things as the retro reverse or reverse retro uniform, oh so okay, jackets will be debuting that tomorrow night. And hopefully Patrick
2: Lining. I'm curious to see what it looks like actually out there on the ice. I don't don't feel like it's a terrible look when I first saw it. I thought, I, I don't know if I would buy it, but that's fine. I get what they're doing. They're trying to give you something different as far as a fan option to buy. But on the ice, how will it look? That's going to be the bigger thing. So I'm curious to see that.
3: Buckeyes with a nice victory yesterday. We'll talk about it coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan.
5: Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center.
6: Good afternoon. Some slowdowns to watch out for right now. You're going to find some slow traffic on 71 northbound between Greenlawn Avenue and I-70. Plan on some backups over there. And I-70 downtown split eastbound between the 71-315 west split and the 71 east split. Traffic is slow there as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Allstate. If you're driving less, you could be saving more on car insurance. With pay-per-mile insurance from Allstate, pay for the miles you drive and save on the miles you don't. Call a local Allstate agent and get a quote now. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Fan
1: Traffic from every dime a dog night in the Midwest, because he's fat. here's Man and Bone.
3: I have a very special announcement tonight at 11. 10 TV's Dom Tiberi sits down for a one-on-one with Urban Meyer. They'll talk about moving to Jacksonville, coaching at the next level, what he'll miss about college football, how he's leaving some roots in central Ohio, and the usage of spicy honey as a pizza topping. Dom Tiberi and Urban <laughs> Meyer tonight at 11. On ten TV news, yeah, yeah, Dom is uh, not a fan of the spicy honey. Can you believe pizzas. it? They no. put
2: spicy honey on top of a pizza. I had to try to convince him on Twitter the other day, and he was he was saying, "No, if you try my pizza, you won't ever go back to spicy
3: honey." And I said, "Look, I'm I'm not saying that it's appropriate for every pizza, but don't dismiss it unless you've tried it. That's all I'm saying, to Dom." I agree. I told him I would, I would f-
2: bring him one that has it on there and he could tell me if it's bad or not. If he thinks it's bad. Cause I mean, I know what I think. I love it. I think I would gladly eat a pizza with it on there. I'd gladly eat a pizza without it, you know, and I'm sure the pizzas he makes, he makes a lot of homemade stuff. I'm sure, it's very good, but, uh, you put a little spicy honey on it could be even better or maybe not. I don't know, but I would be willing to try any of, in all options there.
3: All I'm saying is we have to get out of this arrogance that is. You know, the the authenticness of pizza. Authenticness?
2: Yeah, authenticity yeah,
3: probably the better word. Authenticity of pizza. Because everything that we eat, for the most part, is just a total abomination to pizza. The original version of it. And that's fine, right? Yeah, I mean, right. pepperoni is an American invention, not an Italian in- invention. But we put that on a pizza and we think it's authentic. It's not. No, I, I
2: will say this. I mean... I am not a big fan of getting pineapple and ham on a pizza. But if that's how you enjoy pizza... It has its place. Right. I'm saying I could have a piece of it and not be like, oh, my God, this is terrible. But I'm not someone who's going to, like, seek it out. But if that's your favorite way to eat pizza, who cares? Like, go get it. Yeah. Like, why do we have this? I mean, I know we have these Internet arguments because... We need to find something to do. We've been bored for the last eleven months, but yeah, because I, we,
3: we never had these arguments before a <laughs> pandemic. You're right. I'm we just are, saying. we all just kept <laughs> to each other's business. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you like it, go get it. If you don't, then don't. That's that's a pretty simple solution for me. The segment that's not a segment, yikes, is coming up at 5:34. Zoinks! Uh, Buckeyes take care of Michigan State yesterday. Played good defense. Didn't rely on the three ball. Um, I, I like that performance man I know we can look at Michigan State and say well they're below 500 in this conference and it doesn't matter that's still a tough task yesterday taking care of them and I don't want to say they did it with relative ease because it's not like they blew them out but They had themselves a lead and, for the most part, kept within 7 to 11 points of that lead for the most of that basketball game. You got a big game with top 10 Iowa coming up on Thursday. Don't look now, though, Bone. This Buckeye basketball team is 7th in the country. And I know that we can't get hung up on ratings, but normally I say that the first month of the season. We're into February now. I mean, this Buckeye basketball team is playing their best basketball of the season, and March is trickling close. Every single day.
2: Yeah, it's amazing that we're this far into the basketball season, you know? Like, it, it feels like we were just talking about them starting up the season and, oh, are they going to be able to play all these games and what's going to happen? And it seemed like when we were talking about March Madness coming up, you're like, you know, the plan for all that, that to me in my brain was like, oh, that's going to be a long ways away. We got so much basketball to watch, you're right. We're we're less, you know, less than 2 months away from that tournament starting. So, for them to be in the top 10 at this point in the season is a really good sign. I believe that this team has all the makings of a team that can run deep into a tournament. They Look, yesterday, E.J. Liddell, he's your best player. Yep. He is your go-to guy on offense, for lack of a better term, right? I mean, he's still growing into that role. But what did he do? He went out and had 20 points. I mean, a, a game you're supposed to win, he went and got that done. One of the other guys who's become a, a nice weapon for this team and that you can count on usually to be fairly consistent is Justice Suing. And he went out and had 15 points against a team you're supposed to beat. You know, that's, they didn't have a game where you're like, oh my gosh, they couldn't do anything. What was wrong with them? Yeah, Michigan State is not what they were and they barely won this game. They didn't have that. They just went out and played and you're right, had a seven to 10 point lead most of the game. Sometimes it got up as close as far as, you know, 19 to 20 and they ended up winning by what? 17 by the end. Michigan State put a little run together, got it back to within nine and then that was that. They closed it out. So. That felt really good to see them take on a team that just lost by thirty to Rutgers. It's not like Michigan State right now is playing at their best. It actually feels like store brand Michigan State. It doesn't feel like the name brand Michigan but State. Well with those is-
3: jerseys they were wearing <laughs> yesterday, it looked like generic yeah. version of
2: Michigan State. I mean, I like the jerseys on their own, just if I if I was watching a movie and they said this is a basketball team's jersey, that's fine. But Michigan State? Nah, come on. You got better you got better colors than that. You should go use those. I mean, if I'm Michigan State, I'm not wearing stuff like that. I'm
3: going all highlighter green, Mike. That's I know you are. That's the that's the one they should keep with. Going back to E. J. Liddell, you know, we we talked about him last year, and I think it was you know, Teddy asked the question on rapid fire at some point during the offseason. Who are you most looking forward to watching this year? And my answer was E. J. Liddell, and I think yours was too, because You know, I thought he had the ability to be a true number one scoring option in this conference. And it's been a while since we've had that guy. But EJ has become that guy, to your point. He had twenty points yesterday. Were you surprised? I wasn't. No. No, no.
2: I, it, it, you can you count know, on he, him.
3: he played like trash. What was it in that Purdue game that he played like trash? Or was it another game? I don't know. It was one of the recent games that we just had. That surprised me where he played poorly. But I look at a 20-point performance from EJ Liddell, and I say, yeah, of course. And yesterday was a prime example of why. They didn't rely on the outside shooting. They crashed that paint, and they had good results. Yeah, I mean – for the most
2: part, you look back at what has happened this last couple of weeks of the season, right? He had 26 points against Illinois. He had 11 against Purdue. It wasn't, I mean, it wasn't his best game. It wasn't his worst game. He had 20 against Wisconsin, 22 against Penn State, 20 yesterday against Michigan State. Like that is what a number one option looks like. You know, that if he can continue to do that, I think you're looking at a guy now that if, even if teams start keying on him, you've got three point shooting. You've got some veterans who can step up and make plays like Justice Suing and Kyle Young and even, you know, like Seth Towns. Like these guys have, they found ways to contribute whenever their opportunity presents itself. So I it's a big test against Iowa, right? Like, you know, yes. they, they need to now measure themselves against one of the best, truly one of the best in the conference, which they hope to be too. But this will be a nice test to find out where they really stand. And obviously the last time they had one of these tests, they handled it pretty well against Illinois. You know, so, and Wisconsin, same deal. So I'd like to see what they can do now. I think Iowa is even a level above those teams. So I'd like to see how this goes for them. And I think I, I feel good going into it, right? Maybe I should be a little more nervous. But yeah, I think this Buckeye basketball team's ready for this type of challenge.
3: But you know, I, I, you and I have been frustrated about this in the past where we we would get upset because this team would not force the issue. And I feel like this team does. Where they get in the paint, they mix it up, and they take their lumps and they go to the free throw line. How Mm -hmm. many times this season have we seen the Buckeyes go to the free throw line more than 20 times in a game? I think I think they went 30 yesterday because they are forcing the issue in the paint. And more often than not, when they go to the free throw line, they hit those free throws. Yeah,
2: and and I'll again go back to EJ Liddell. He's hitting 75% from the free throw line. Is that, is that the best you're ever going to see? No. But for a guy who is going to draw a lot of contact, I will take him hitting three out of four every, you know, every few times he goes down the court. So yeah, that's, that's how you can continue to close out games. You know, if you have liabilities on the floor when it comes to shooting free throws, if you have guys you can't count on in big moments, and that's another part of this too. I haven't seen any stats on it. I do wonder with EJ Liddell, like, what is the number when it's late in games? Because he seems to shoot him a little bit better later in the game, and just or when you know it's starting to get close again, he gets fouled. He usually ends up hitting both of them. Anecdotally, it feels like he's he's a little bit better in the moment when he has to be. So, yeah, man, you you've got the makings here of a really solid team that that can go do some damage in the tournament. I, I know that their ranking says they're seventh, but what I would take away for this Ohio State team is solidly a, a four seed or higher in the March Madness tournament. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. know what the rest of the season is going to look like, but I think even if they do have a rough stretch, you know, in the middle of this month or something, I still think you're looking at a four seed at worst for this team and possibly a lot higher than that. So we would have taken that at the start of this season, no questions asked. And so I'm ready to see now how they handle the heightened expectations that
3: will come with a lot of the attention they're going to get. Real quick, because I know we have to hit a break. C.J. Walker this year has taken 50 free throws. How many has he made? I don't know. I'm going to say 45. 49. (laughs) <laughs> he is shooting 98% Woo! from the free throw line. All right. 49 makes out of 50. I'll take it. Good yeah, job, right. CJ. I'm saying
2: the, the free throw shooting on this team is, seems vastly improved from what I can remember from the last few years.
3: Major League Baseball wants to delay the start of the regular season. We'll talk about it next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan
5: traffic. From the Logan AC and Heath Services Traffic Center.
6: Good afternoon. Watch out for slowdowns on I-70 downtown split eastbound between the 71-315 west split and the 71 east split. And more delays on 71 northbound between Greenlawn Avenue and I-70. Plan about a 10-minute slowdown. This traffic report is sponsored by Allstate. If you're driving less, you could be saving more on car insurance. With pay-per-mile insurance from Allstate, pay for the miles you drive and save on the miles you don't. Call a local Allstate agent and get a quote now. Only Ray with fan traffic.
1: Broadcasting live from the Tacoma Dome, here's Man
3: and Bone. Happy Monday. Three hours a day, every single day. Do it. Please download our podcast if you haven't yet. It's free. It comes right to your device. You can listen to the show in about two hours. And, well, it just makes us happy. And if you enjoy the podcast, leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. If we get to a certain amount of reviews... You get your special edition of Perverted, guaranteed. All right. I
2: can't wait for that. I hope that uh, people take you up on that and actually do leave a review, because it does mm-hmm. help people find the show. Absolutely. Uh, but it also means you get to hear Ted talk about naked time. Mm-hmm. And who knows how that will go. Could Everybody wants that. Yes. No, I Ted, do. Ted, Ted, Most especially Panama Ted. He has been waiting to do this show. It will be the show of his life. He's hoping for a chance to do it, but you have to help him get there.
3: Major League Baseball wants to delay the season and reduce it to 154 games after months of scattered dialogue. The parties find themselves in a similar position to last year when the coronavirus pandemic shut down the season, disagreeing over the proper path forward. Well, what a shock. Major League Baseball players and owners are disagreeing about something. The league's proposal to push back the start of spring training to late March and the beginning of the season to late April... Includes a 154-game schedule that would pay players their full 162-game salaries, according to sources. Now, spring training is scheduled to start on February 17th. You already have players down in Arizona and Florida getting ready for that. Just because there's a start date doesn't mean there aren't players down there getting ready. Under this new league proposal... Spring training would be pushed back to March 22nd. The start of the season would begin April 28th. Um, further, players believe language in the proposal would grant Commissioner Rob Manfred power beyond what he currently has to cancel games and accordingly potentially cut into players' pay. Yeah, that, that last part is because there's some language that says something to the effect of if you know
2: a certain number of players aren't available for a team or if more than five or six teams have... COVID issues, then he can just shut the league down for an indeterminate amount of time, so the players are not on board with that particular aspect or any of the other stuff
3: in this, well, y- Yes, and here's, here's my problem with this, and this is not a new development. You have infighting within Major League Baseball between the owners and the players. It's a story as old as time and it will continue. There is no such thing as really labor, any actual labor piece in Major League Baseball, because there's always bad feelings and bickering. I, and I see both sides of this. I really do. I don't, I see where the players are nervous about, you know, hey man, we were already preparing for spring training. You said we were going to start and play a 162 game schedule. That's what we're pl- planning to do. Now you want to move the timeline on us. That's not good for our guys who are down there getting in shape and getting their arms in shape to start pitching for real in a couple weeks. I get that. I also get not wanting to give Rob Manford, Roger Goodell-type power. It, they don't want that to happen? I don't think many people want that to happen. On the other side of it, the owners and the league went to the players back in December, and they they threw an offer at them for the season. And it was rejected, as they always are, and as this will be too, by the way. The, owners, the, the players are not going to accept this offer from Major League Baseball. But instead of any sort of constructive dialogue, it's just, no, rejected. There's no counter. There's no conversation. There's no nothing. There's no dialogue. And that's the fault of both of these sides. They act like children. And I understand that's normally the union's policy. It's up to the league to throw out terms, and it's up to the union to you know accept or deny those terms. But at least throw out another offer. Make your offer public so we know what the hell you want to do just saying yeah we're going to play 162 because and I I saw one of the players quoted on this well they're playing in the NHL they're playing in the NBA they played college football why can't we play yeah it's it's your game's a little bit different first of all Two of those sports are not playing their full schedules, right? And the other two, you play once a week, and it's a little bit of a different atmosphere when it comes to roster size and things like that. I think it is smart to look at contingency plans. I'm not saying what Major League Baseball has offered should be the thing, and it should be accepted and go about your business with 154 games. But the lack of dialogue here, that's the real problem with Major League Baseball.
2: Yeah, I guess here's where I can understand where the players are coming from though. And you know, Mike, I am not I'm not a fan of the owners usually cuz a lot of times they're stupid. And I'm not I'm not a, typically a fan of a lot of the baseball players or some of their, you know, frustrations that they have where they they seem to complain about very minor things a lot. But I will I will say this for the players. Like just looking at it from a pure negotiating standpoint, when you come to someone and say, "Hey, let's let's find ways to you know, compromise and let's do things that that we both, you know, want to agree to. What I don't understand is why do the owners basically come to the players and say, now if you give us all these things we want, like extra postseason games and the ability to cancel games whenever the commissioner feels like it and some of the other things that are in this, in return we will pay you the exact amount of your salary that you already are going to get. You know, like they're not... They're not getting anything from the owners that is, oh, and in addition, here's what we will do for you. We will cut you in on these postseason games or we will, you know, do some other thing that you've been asking us to do for a while. The players are already locked in on getting their 162 game pay. The owners have come and said, hey, what if we knock the games down to 154, but we still pay you for 162? The reason they're wanting to do that, the owners, is because they want to play in front of people. They, they don't make as much money off these games, or really any, if people aren't in the building. So the fewer games they have, the later they start the season, the more chance they recoup some of the losses that they have. I guess what I'm saying from the player's standpoint, and that's all. I'm, I'm not saying it's unreasonable by the owners, but I'm saying the players are looking at this saying, so you've offered to just let me have what I already am guaranteed, and you're not making any other concessions from a negotiating standpoint, but you want us to give up things that we have previously said we would not do and i can see how the players are looking at that saying well, where's the carrot for us what's and if the answer is well you get your salary be glad you get that like i don't i don't think that's going to move the players association i think they have to make a better offer sadly and your point about well why don't the players come back with something that they're probably saying well we're good to just start the season and play like what what else do we have to do here we've We're good. We're ready to go play right now. Just give us the word.
3: Yes, you're you're exactly right. On the on the surface, you're exactly right. And I'm not saying it should be this way, but the other side of it is, well, what is it? What does it do for me? Well, if you are able to push back this season and have some fans in the stands, and these teams are able to recoup some of their losses, and the books don't look so bad, you know, there's the possibility that maybe next offseason the owners actually take the wallet out and give out some cash to the players. Right, But if you play an entire season like this again in front of no one, do you think there's going to be a ton of cash to fly around in free agency next year? I'm not saying it's right, but that's the way the owners look at it. Here's what we're giving you. We're giving you an opportunity 12 months from now to actually make your players some more money.
2: Yeah, maybe. And I know what you're talking about because obviously it's... That is going to be an excuse that's used, and that is going to be an excuse that's used, by the way, when the labor agreement is up, which is at the end of this year. So like I, that's where I think a lot of this goes to, is I think the players are looking at that saying, if we give up – it's like the 17-game thing in the NFL, right? Where in the NFL for years, that's been the sticking point where the owners would say, we want the 17th game. We want the 17th game. And the players always said, okay, but we want more of something else then. We'll give you that if you give us this. That is what expanded playoffs are for the players. It's forget about the players having more chances to go play games, right? It's it's the opportunity, sure, to go win a World Series, but they don't get as much of the payout on that. So they're saying, when we go to negotiate next year, we're going to have given you extra playoff games, and then you're going to ex- we're going to expect those back as a negotiating chip, and we're not going to have them. You're going to say, yep. well, we already have a chip, yep. we already have that. So now, what else will you do for us, players? And I can see where the players are coming from there to say. We're going to just start the season, take the risks, and go play baseball. How about you guys do the same thing? We're all taking a risk here to some degree or another. I think that's where the players are, are standing right now, and I don't see that
3: changing unless the owners give them something that makes it worth their while. Now, And you know who loses? We, we do. Oh, yeah, we the do. Fans, as long as the fans always happens. lose. You know what I got a kick out of is there was a, a letter that was sent to Major League Baseball by... Uh, certain leaders in the state of Arizona, right, <laughs> saying, hey, you know, we'd love to, you know, we, we think it's safe to to really postpone the start of the Cactus League. We're concerned about the uptick of virus cases in the state, blah, blah, blah. We don't think it's safe and whatever. And, you know, the several local mayors and government officials signed it, including the mayor of Glendale, Arizona, signed the document saying, yes, postpone Cactus League. It's not safe. Uh, Glendale is where the Arizona Coyotes are currently playing in front of fans, (laughs) which is ridiculous to me.
2: I know. Well, it's like, is that, that's so transparent. And then that same day, Ken Rosenthal put an article. I was like, I think it's really dangerous to play, guys. That's just my opinion. I came to totally independently of like what Major League
3: Baseball is doing. No, you didn't, Ken. Shut up. Come on. We all know better. Matt Stafford goes to the Rams in a blockbuster. We'll discuss it next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan.
1: Fan
5: traffic from the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center.
6: Good afternoon. A puck out of slow traffic to watch out for. You're going to find delays on 71 northbound between I-70 and East Broad Street and more backups on 71 southbound between 670 and East Broad Street plan on 10-minute slowdowns in both areas. This traffic report is sponsored by Allstate. If you're driving less, you could be saving more on car insurance. With pay-per-mile insurance from Allstate, pay for the miles you drive and save on the miles you don't. Call a local Allstate agent and get a quote now. Only an array with fan traffic.
1: Just a couple of guys touching rim and sucking on breath
3: mints. This is Man and Bone. Kyle Manning T-Bone brought to you by Hinder Motorsports here on The Fan. The Reichert Nissan Fan Poll 971thefan.com. Will Jared Goff be the Lions starting quarterback for week one? Yes or no? I vote for yes. I don't see any reason why he wouldn't be. Yeah, I mean, I, the, the argument could be they still go out and draft
2: someone and then have some kind of quasi-quarterback battle, but I'm with you. I do think He will be their starter, and that will be part of the plan for the first year. And then if he's bad, they can say, well, well, looky there. We We didn't know how bad he was going to be, but now we can go out and start finding our quarterback of the future. So I think this gives them another year to let the new head coach get in there You know, bite kneecaps, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But the new regime can kind of get established. And if it turns out that he's good, then great. And and that works out fine. But if not, you can say, well, we kind of thought we might have to do this anyway. But now we have an idea of what we're doing as an organization. And we know where we're going. And all right, now we're going to go draft a quarterback. And they can do that next year.
3: So as you know by now, Matt Stafford is going to the Rams in exchange for Jared Goff, and the Lions also get a third-round pick in 2021. I know I've buried the lead. A first-round pick in 2022 and a first-round pick in 2023. Uh, look, I, I've talked about this with Matt Stafford. You're in two camps with Matt Stafford. You either think that he is a top-five quarterback in this league and his talents have been wasted in Detroit for his entire career— Right, Or you're like me, where you think he is a good quarterback. He is not nearly as good as his numbers would indicate. And if he ever went to a team that was expected to do anything, he would be exposed. So we'll see, because there's only one way this trade works, and that is the Rams win the Super Bowl. For me, you were in the Super Bowl two years ago with Jared Goff and genius Sean McVay. You were in the divisional round this past year. You narrowly missed the playoffs last year. Let's not discuss that. And yes, there are real questions about Jared Goff, and there were real questions about Jared Goff when you gave him that big contract and you didn't have to. And we talked about it on this show, saying, what the hell are you doing? It's almost like Sean McVay gets credit both ways, right? Oh, Sean McVay is so smart because he gave Jared Goff all that money. Oh, Sean McVay is so smart because Jared Goff sucks. And they just traded away two first-round picks, not necessarily to acquire Matt Stafford, but to get rid of that monster contract that he was so brilliant to sign Jared Goff to. I, I don't and the league seems to believe this too bone because every time there's an opening for any position, they call like the Rams water boy and they hire those guys.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know. And that's that's very interesting. And and that's who the Lions have hired, right? Was their director of college scouting exactly right. to be their GM. So that guy was in part one of the brain trusts that brought Jared Goff to the Rams in the first place. And now he has brought him to Detroit, so yeah, I mean, I, I look at it this way, I guess you know the the matt stafford deal i i don 't think that he 's a top five quarterback i don 't think he 's going to be exposed though either, like I think he 'll go there and be a pretty solid starter, and I think he 'll be better than Jared Goff. They have a lot of weapons there that he has not had in Detroit from most of his career. the Calvin Johnson part of that career, notwithstanding, so you know I think they 've got a much better offense there will it you you said it'll be a failure if they don't win the super bowl i guess i don't i don't view it that way i view it as If they get to, you know, if they get back to the playoffs, obviously that's like without question, that's a, that's a baseline of what they have to do. And I think they have to be a team that looks competitive enough to go out and, and compete for a Super Bowl. But if they like get to the Super Bowl and then lose, that doesn't mean they lost the trade, I guess in my mind, because never,
3: you're right. They create. You you got to the Super Bowl and lose and now you put yourself in a position where you're not going to have a first round pick until 2024.
2: Yeah. But why did they do that?
3: Not because they
2: feel like we have to win now with a, going to the Super Bowl. Although they, yeah, the expectations there.
3: They got rid of all those picks because, in part, they wanted to get out of their dumb decision. They wanted well, to that's, take see, that's away the I amount of money use, they had though. to spend. Because I guess my question is, and I, I, I would like to talk to Sean Vic, McVay and, and, and pick his brain that never forgets anything. What has <laughs> right. changed? What is, did, did Jared Goff? Was he just pretending? You had great success with him, so why don't you think you can have great success again moving forward with him? Well,
2: yeah, right, and the answer is, I think, in that Super Bowl, what was the score, like 13-3, to right? I mean, clearly, they should have seen it in the Super Bowl that in that big moment, Jared Goff was not the guy, and so I don't know why they thought, yeah, let's give him this giant contract. But people are talking about what that does for the quarterback market. Just remember, part of the deal and part of all these picks going one way was not to bring in Matt Stafford. Although, yes, they wanted Matt Stafford and certainly I think he's gonna, I think he'll, I think he'll be good. I think they'll, they'll have a very good offense next year but they they gave away a lot of those picks in part because they wanted to give away that contract. Like, Don't forget that that contract is a part of why they gave picks up to Detroit. It was to take the contract off their hands. And so, yeah, for a couple of years, they're going to go with Matt Stafford, and then we'll see. We'll, we'll find out what he is. If he's not the guy... They can move on and then start either go out find another quarterback in free agency or they can go back to drafting a guy once they start having first round picks again, which say, won't be for a few years. Right. Once it won't they be trade for a few Aaron years. Donald
3: for a for first round pick. <laughs> yeah, that might have to because be. Because the, the only thing. way they're getting a first
2: round pick is to trade their assets then at that yeah. point? Well, yeah, I think it's what, twenty twenty three? Twenty twenty three. Twenty twenty
3: four. Okay, that's when they get the first round pick. All right. So you better hope Matt Stafford's the guy for the next three years. LeBron has entered a very special club. Details next. Common
5: Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center.
6: Good afternoon. Still watching those slowdowns on 71 northbound between I-70 and East Broad Street and backups on 71 southbound between 5th Avenue and East Broad Street. Both areas, you're going to find about a five-minute delay. This traffic report is sponsored by Allstate. If you're driving less, you could be saving more on car insurance. With pay-per-mile insurance from Allstate, pay for the miles you drive and save on the miles you don't. Call a local Allstate agent and get a quote now. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Hey.
1: Do you want a sports talk show with two guys who actually know what they're talking about?
6: Oh,
3: sorry. This is
1: Common Man and Tebo.
3: Happy Monday, snowy Monday in the Buckeye State. We have the segment that's not a segment. Yikes! Zoinks! Mm-hmm. Thank you. Wow, look at that. R.I.P. Screech Power is coming up at 534, so it's not yikes today, it's zoinks today. Zoinks! Uh, a signed Tom Brady rookie card. That was my Rothman impersonation. Uh, a signed Tom Brady rookie card has sold on eBay, of all places, for five hundred and fifty-five thousand nine hundred ninety-eight dollars. Oh, plus eight dollars for shipping, which tickled <laughs> me. <laughs> that it wouldn't be like, hey, free shipping on you this. Know I'm going to get five hundred thousand dollars. Give me half a I'll million dollar free
2: shipping. Are you kidding me? You give me half a million dollars as long as it's in the continental forty-eight. I'll drive it to you. Well, that's Heck, right. You know, if, what? if you can I'll afford include that.
3: Alaska. I'll drive it to Alaska. If, once the weather clears, I'll get up there. Sure. If you can afford that, if you're making that type of imbe- investment in a in a Tom Brady signed card. You would have like your butler go pick it up for you, right? You're not gonna right. put that thing in the mail for eight dollars? I, I can't imagine you would, right? There's, there's gotta be
2: like companies. I was gonna say, they've gotta have a company, Mike, where you can send someone who's like verified and they can pick it up and then bring it to you. That is called the mail, I guess, technically, but no. I. <laughs> I meant like you could have like a concierge service that would go and get it for you and bring it to you or whatever. But sure. Yeah, there's, there's, you're right. It's, it's a little odd that $8 is what they cost to ship it. That's, that's
3: yeah. Let, let me tell you a little bit about how the other world works, not because I'm in it or anything, but I I read some of these articles that, you know, people like Chris rock and stuff like that. I use his example because he's talked openly about this. Chris rock. does not go to the doctor's office. Chris Rock doesn't have teleconference with the doctor. Chris Rock has a, has a physician that's part of a special celebrity group that if he needs something, that doctor comes right to his house when Chris Rock wants that doctor to come to his house, right? I was reading how Matt Stafford and Sean McVay celebrated the news of the trade together down in Cabo, Mexico, okay? Right, yeah. Matt Stafford and Sean McVay are not in their basement eating pizza during a pandemic. They're in Cabo at some sort of exclusive resort or they've got their own villa on the ocean. That's how they're living. If well, you're paying five hundred thousand dollars for a football card, you could you could afford some sort of weird pickup thing fair. for it.
2: Yeah, you could. You could pay for someone. You could pay a few hundred dollars, have someone fly over there that you trust, pick it up, and then bring it back to you. You know, put it in their chest yes. luggage and bring it back. Yeah, I, I would just add though that uh, on that that whole thing with Matt Stafford and uh, Sean McVay being in Cabo together. They said that like there were quite a few NFL players who just were vacationing at this one exclusive spot. To your point, that's how that works. Like they're not going to the sandals destination that a lot of other people would go to. They're going to the place where all the NFL people go because they've all got the means to go there, and they they don't have to deal with like anything that they feel like would be uncomfortable. So it's yeah, not they got a, it's on not a like, private print plane, and that's how they got down there. Our buddy Matt Lampson, who was a place for the crew, goalkeeper, he played in L.A. with Zlatan Ibrahimović. Zlatan Ibrahimović is one of the guys in the world of soccer who has NFL player money is like, well, that's what I have in my couch. Like He's made hundreds of millions of dollars in his career. Mike, that guy, when they played together, Matt and him went on vacation. And we talked to him on our podcast, Bona Beam United. You can go listen to it. I won't bore you with the whole story, but it's like – How he vacationed, he said, was nothing like any other vacation he's ever been on because you're right, there's just a whole other level that certain people attain when they reach that level of status. And I'm guessing the person who spends a half a million dollars on a baseball card or a football card, that guy probably also has a lifestyle that's a little different
3: than yours or mine. Or I would hope else's. so. Uh, LeBron has entered a very exclusive club. It's the $1 billion club. He has reached $1 billion in career earnings while still active, becoming only the fifth athlete to accomplish it. Uh, others who did it while they were still active, of course, like Michael Jordan did it, right? But a lot of that came after he finished playing. Tiger, Floyd Mayweather, your guy, Cristiano Ronaldo and his white pants and Lionel Messi, and now LeBron James. It is expected that in 2020, he earned 95.4 million dollars. That includes an estimated 64 million from endorsements, memorabilia and media. LeBron's career earnings from off-court ventures total over $700 million. And, of course, these are estimates. We don't know that. LeBron James is not a publicly traded company, but we can sort of, we, they, put together, okay, we know he's got this on his Nike deal. He makes this on other things. Here's the $5 he made off Blaze Pizza. So we'll put that all together, and that totals close to a billion dollars. Yeah. I mean, it's not surprising, right, how good he is, how many endorsements
2: he has. uh, The level of ability that he displays has clearly been very valuable for him. So I I can't imagine what it's like to have that type of money and then like still want to get up and be the best basketball player. You know what I mean? He's already proven it by... Every measure, right? He's won championships. He's been the MVP. He has got more money than almost anyone who's ever played the game, and yet he's saying, "Yeah, I still want to get up every day and get up at four a.m. and you know do all the extra things you have to do when you're a
3: player his age and go out and I, I want to yeah, win more it's, championships." It's the Tom Brady thing. I mean, we we marvel at it all the time that you know not only is he playing, it's not like they're just wheeling him out. He's got this big fat gut, you know. Like sometimes you watch, you know, wrestling. And you'll get these old wrestlers that come back and it looks like they've been enjoying the buffet, right? I mean, they, yeah. they look like they're older and. They move like they're older. Tom Brady comes out and says, no, I will not eat that tomato. I will not eat any dairy product. I'm going to be just as dedicated, even more so now, because my body is a little advanced than it, than it was before. I can't get away with stuff I used to. I'm going to be just as dedicated to go out there and win Super Bowl number seven as I was to win Super Bowl number one. That and the, the lack of physical ability is why you and I are not in that position. Um, yeah, that, that, that and so much more is why we're not in that <laughs> right, position. Right, but are that, that especially, that, that mm-hmm. mental wherewithal to get up and give it a go every single day like you accomplish nothing. I don't have that. We were talking before the show about Jason Witten, right? Jason Witten played football probably since he could walk. Then he retired, went right to the broadcast booth. Then he went right from the broadcast booth, back down to the football field, played for a couple more years. Now he's retired for real. Is he going to sit home and enjoy the 19 children that he's fathered? No. He's going to go and be a high school football coach now. I can't wrap my mind around that, but clearly there's something that's in their brains that's not in ours. No,
2: I I know, and it, it is something that I don't understand Going back to that amount of money that, uh, you know, LeBron's in that exclusive club, you mentioned Lionel Messi is also part of that club. Yeah. Have you seen this whole brouhaha with his contract and his team in in
3: Spain, Barcelona? Have you have you heard about this? No, I know that, because uh, Ronaldo's on the list too, I know he's having a little thing with, did he go someplace he wasn't supposed to? Oh yeah, Italy, well that was, right? yes,
2: that was, yeah, Ronaldo's in trouble for leaving and going to a part of Italy where you're not supposed to travel right now because of COVID issues and he plays soccer in Italy and he's, you know, Cristiano Ronaldo. Right, but what's, he, what's the Messi thing? Well, I don't know anywhere he wants Messi's. So he has a deal where his contract is about to be up. Barcelona, his team, one of the biggest clubs in the world, they are dealing with a significant financial issue. Like they are, they are running into big problems for them. They're, they're used to spending a lot of money. They're not able to right now because they say they lost a bunch of money during COVID. And also they've got a lot of money that they put into a lot of players. So, In soccer, it's not always known exactly how much every player makes. It's not like you get those reports where the deals are all told. They tell you that they're in the hundreds of millions of dollars, but you don't always know what it is. So a newspaper in Spain got a leaked version of the contract. There are only four copies of this contract. One is held by his agent. One is held by the team. One is held by Messi, and I forget who holds the fourth one, but so much probably looking at whoever, into whoever that was. It was the, the newspaper. The leaker, I they guess, gave right? it to the newspaper. No, I forget who. It was someone else that's like a trusted source. Anyway, uh, maybe the owner, I forget. Whatever. The point is, this was not supposed to be leaked to the media, and it got out. Lionel Messi, in the last four years with Barcelona, his contract is up this summer, he has made $674 million over Four years. Straight reminder. salary, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's his salary. We're not talking about endorsements. Nothing like that. Straight no, no, no. Salary no, no only. That's the salary. And the reminder that Pat Mahomes is what? 450,000, 500, or, or 550 million. million over like 10 years. This is Lionel Messi for four. So his per year salary, Mike, is over 160 million. It's 168.5 million dollars per season. So, They, Lionel Messi and the team are suing this newspaper for publishing this because they're saying it's causing damage to both of them because Barcelona is having so many financial problems. And then this story comes out that is like, well, you gave Messi $170 million a year. Maybe that's where your issues are started. And so they don't want to be blamed for it. He doesn't want to be blamed for it. So they're suing the newspaper for
3: reporting this, which is... That's just wild to me, but I Why is Messi sue in the newspaper? That's because like someone he, walks in the room while you're doing it with Cindy Crawford. You just have a smile on your face and no. say yes. if well, if yeah, but if if Cindy Crawford's husband was in the
2: media recently saying like she's cheating on me with someone, but I don't know who, like this is, he's being blamed for making Barcelona's life miserable and why they can't have any nice things now? Like that's why is it his fault? They signed him to the contract. I know it's stupid. It's all stupid. But never lose sight of the fact that Lionel Messi, who is also on this list as being like a billionaire, first one to reach it while being paid, the vast majority, like over half of a billion dollars, came to him in just the last four years, just straight salary.
3: I mean, that's mind-boggling how much money that guy has made. Mind-boggling. I can't. I can't wrap my mind around this cash. And then, is he paying his taxes on that too? <laughs> <laughs> right. That that's was the, the other problem job. is that he didn't pay his taxes previously. Right. Yeah. Wesley Snipes is his accountant, so it's been very difficult. Jim and Ronaldo had a problem with the taxes. They both
2: did. Yes, they have both had different issues with that. So yeah, not good. And. Look, man, when you're an international soccer star, you got the best attorneys. So I'm quite sure they found a way to do as minimal as they had to. But yeah, it, it doesn't look great when the team you're playing for right now is saying, we don't have any money. We're having issues. And then it turns out they're paying you $170 million a year. He's, you would argue he's worth it. He's been the best player in soccer, but those numbers just are. Uh, jarring, right? We we look at numbers for salaries every day. We look at quarterbacks making forty million dollars a year and go, wow, that's I guess that's. I guess they're worth it. You know, that's a lot of money. One hundred and sixty-eight point five million dollars per year is what he's making.
3: Crazy. Science tells us that swearing is actually healthy. Details next. Common Man and T Bone on the fan.
5: Fan traffic from the Logan AC and Heat Services
6: Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for slowdowns on I-70 westbound between Miller and the 71 East Split. Plan on backups in that area. And snow showers moving throughout the area. This could be affecting the visibility of the roads and creating slick conditions. Please be extra cautious as you're driving. This driving report is sponsored by Staples Stores. Staples has everything you need, like furniture at amazing prices. Now at Staples, select chairs are 40% off. Plus, when you buy any office chair, get 25% off all desks, file cabinets, chair mats, bookcases, and lighting. In-store only. Offer ends on the 27th, while supplies last. Staples. Only an array with fan traffic.
1: You wanted the best. Instead, you got these two. This is Common Man and T-Bone.
3: A very special message from a dead guy coming up in a moment. But first, T-Bone has a special message for you. That's right. Let's make the big
2: game more interesting, Mike. You can head to 971thefan.com and check out the Lion's Den Super Props Contest. You can enter 15 props for the big game, including things like predicting the coin toss, and you're in the running for a trip to Las Vegas. Best of all, it's free to play. You can head to 971thefan.com right now to get registered, and that's all sponsored by the Lion's Den, celebrating 50 years of providing you with pleasure, passion, and
3: romance. You know, it's snowing outside in the, the great state of Ohio, but that doesn't matter because we, we know that when it snows, like in the east, New York City, Philadelphia, Boston, when those Getty cities get snow. Then it's all over the national. Then it's news. real, mm-hmm. right? They then it's we can a real get 12 thing. inches of snow here, nobody cares. You get a dusting of snow in Manhattan, everybody cares. But it reminded me of our favorite dead mayor, Tom Menino, who was the mayor of Boston, and uh, a few years back before he he uh, he, passed he passed away, away was it yeah. after he passed away or before? No, um, I don't remember. I think, I think it, it was after because we that didn't stop us from mocking him. But uh, they had some big snow in Boston, and so dead Tom and Nino decided to address the people and talk about the snow. Let's take a visit back, Teddy.
4: Thank you all for coming today. Well, it's been a tumultuous weather phenomenon here in the city of Boston the last few weeks. Thousands of feet of snow have blanketed the city. We've had a polar cortex moving through here. Fortunately, the good people of Boston have been protected by the Snow Warriors who are out there hard at work, clearing the snow and debris off the city streets. But it's not enough. The Snow Warriors cannot do it alone. That's why we've got local celebrities out here on the streets to help pitch in. Tim Brady is out here, the Super Bowl winning quarterback. And, of course, legendary coach Bill Brimacek. Daryl Ortiz is pitching in as well, helping to shovel out parking spots for the local residents. And legendary former Celtics like Larry Broad and Kenny McHale have donated coats to the Locust homeless Shetlands. Finally, we advise all the Boston residents to stay in your home or dwelling until the ISO window, condominiums, conduits, conditions, tape off. I know it seems like the weather will never break, but soon enough, spring will have spunk and we'll all be enjoying some baseball down at Fenway Field. Thank you for your time. I can't
3: wait for spring to spunk myself. You see, the joke is he
2: used to, he used to get his words mixed up. Yeah. And he yeah. would say it's the wrong It's always funnier thing. when you
3: explain the joke.
2: Well, I'm just saying not everybody may be familiar with the fact that Tom Menino couldn't say anything. Where He, he literally one day called it, I can't wait to bring the World Series Cup back to Boston. The, the what now? The World Series Cup, Mike. That's what he wanted the Red Sox to bring back.
3: Hey, Amen. Mm. How many terms did he serve? Not one.
2: I think hundreds of
3: terms. They he kept was there. re-electing that guy. Veritek splitting the uprights?
7: That's, that's like right. a
2: real thing he said. That's he right. He said that Jason Veritek split the uprights for the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Remember that. Never mm-hmm. forget it. Not Adam Vinatieri, because that's a different guy whose last name is starts with a V as well. He couldn't keep those two straight. No, he was... He was very bad at speaking in public, which they made him do quite often, and it was to our delight that he
3: did. Bone, I saw this on CNN Health today, uh, because this certainly is a health story. It's about how swearing can actually be healthy for you. Here is a quote from Great. Timothy J. He is a professor at the Massachusetts College of Liberal Arts who has studied swearing for more than 40 years. That's, Look, okay, there are, first there are of all, some people out there building homes with their bare hands and trying to figure out the next vaccine. This guy is studying the F word for 40 years. All I know is at some point, that guy had to
2: convince someone that he should get paid to do that. Mm-hmm. And they said, sure, here's your check. So who's who's really the one we should be pointing You're out? You're exactly right. I mean, right. He that guy got idol.
3: someone to pay him to do that research. So good for him. He says the advantages of swearing are many. The benefits of swearing have just emerged in the last two decades as a result of a lot of research on brain and emotion, along with much better technology to study brain anatomy. Here's Now, here's how he says swearing can be healthy for you. Number one, he says cursing may be a sign of intelligence. Well-educated people with plenty of words at their disposal, a 2015 study found, were better at coming up with curse words than those who were less verbally fluent. So... There's that. This is not holding up for a lot of the people I know, by the way. <laughs> well, right. I mean, I think a lot of us use the certain
2: words at times, like the F word or something. That is, that is used as a very much so kind of addition to a word that is mm-hmm. not used as, you know, I really wanted to give the, the ennui of this moment, but how can I express it? I know the F word. No, it's like there's, that's just because it's there and you say it.
4: Mm -hmm.
3: But you know what? A well-placed swear word can make the whole story or joke or conversation. So it goes both ways. Number two, swearing may be a sign of honesty. says, science has also found a positive link between profanity and honesty. People who cursed lied less on an interpersonal level and had higher levels of integrity overall. A series of three studies published in 2017 found. So there you go. If you swear... You don't lie. You're true blue. You're honest. You're a good friend. You know why uh, I think that is? I, am
2: drawing, that? I am drawing out conclusions from the data, which is not usually recommended. But I am guessing that is in part due to the fact that when people are swearing openly around each other, it's because there's a level of trust that like you're not, you're not going to get in trouble for swearing. Like me growing up as a kid, everyone I was around, no one swore. Because it was very religious. And I think there were people who were afraid if I say this word, uh, that might look like I'm, you know, not as good of a person. So they would keep that stuff down. That can be stressful, but also that might encourage you to pretend like you're not that type of person. And in reality, if you and another person are sitting there just swearing up a storm, you know that uh you're all. You know okay. who you are. Yeah. You know who you're, and you know who you're talking to, and you know
3: you can exactly. be trusted. And so there's there's a little bit of that that goes along with it for sure. Uh, number three, profanity improves pain tolerance. People on bikes who swore while pedaling against resistance had more power and strength than people who used neutral words. Studies have shown. It also says people who cursed as they plunged their hand into icy water. Felt less pain and were able to keep their hands in the water longer than those who said a neutral word. I,
2: I, right. I, I tend to think that goes back to the limits, right? If you're putting limits on yourself as a human and saying, I am frustrated, but I can't say that word, that's adding to your stress level, right? But if you, like, I know when I have been putting together furniture around the kids, this is just anecdotal, but when I've put furniture together around the kids and they're sitting there like, Daddy, can I help? It's like, yes you can, and then I bang my hand on something or I, you know, drop something on my toe and I'm like, "Golly, that hurts," you know, and that's all I can say cuz I'm around the kiddos cuz I try not to swear around them. It's way more stressful than if I'm just putting it together just dropping F-bombs left and right. So, I think that this is all making a lot of sense to me, Mike. That's what I uh,
3: to Number say. 4, cussing is a sign of creativity. It says research on swearing dates back to Victorian times. It does. When physicians discovered that patients who lost their ability to speak could still curse, so they go they go back in the in the creative part of their brain and they're like, "Oh, what? there are swear words in here. I'll use them." Because, you know, you didn't That's learn them in school. It's not with the knowledge part of your brain, it's with the creative part of your brain. That is fa- I had
2: no idea that that was the case. That's fascinating that Someone who's lost the ability to speak could still just slam out some cuss words. Good yes, and the
3: last one is throwing expletives instead of punches. It says oh, sure, yeah. cursing becomes your form of aggression, and you're less likely to fight. And one more positive thing is they say it's the universal language. If you go to Italy, you don't speak any Italian, but you drop an F word on them, they know exactly what you're talking about. You're, you're creating a, a bond with another mm-hmm. culture. Well, going back to that fighting thing, I can guarantee you there are some people where,
2: like, I have been cussed out before where I'm just like, I'd rather it if you just punched me and get this over with (laughs) because you're doing really good with the cussing and I'm getting the message. I'd rather you just punch me and I go, ow, that hurt, and then we move on as opposed to having to live with the fact that I know for 37 seconds you said every word in the book and it really got to me. So, yeah, some people are, they're artists with that, with all the words, with all the cuss words. Like, I am envious of that.
3: If you don't want to listen to us because we're the stupid radio guys, listen to science and just curse more in your life. It'll benefit everybody. Mm-hmm. Let's all remember what it was like to attend a hockey game coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan.
5: Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heath Services Traffic Center.
6: Good afternoon. Some slowdowns to watch out for. You'll find an accident on the ramp from 315 southbound to eastbound 670. It is causing some heavy backups as they try to get the roadway clear. Please use caution over here in the meantime as traffic continues to build. This traffic report is sponsored by Staples Stores. Staples has what you need, like furniture, the latest tech products, and organization solutions, all at amazing prices. Right now, save up to $25 on select TurboTax software supplies, including TurboTax Live at Staples. And on the 13th, while supplies last, maximize your refund at Staples. Only on Array with fan traffic.
1: One is angry, the other one is bald. What do you
7: think I mean, bald? Bald!
1: Bald, bald! Here's Man and Bone.
3: The segment that's not a segment, yikes! Zoinks! Zoinks is coming up at 534. We have changed the name of it just for today because we dedicate the program to Dustin Diamond, a.k.a. Screech Powers... From Saved by the Bell. He has died today at the age of 44 from cancer. Bone, I don't know if you do this, but, you know, sometimes I like to, even though, like, the show ends, right? Your favorite show ends. I like to think, you know, what the characters are up to now, right? And okay. I, I, I think that for Saved by the Bell, too, you know, Dustin Diamond has died, but Screech has not died. I'm sure he's still living his life somewhere in the ether. Right. right. Yeah. Do you think Screech ever got together and had an erotic evening with Lisa Turtle? Did they ever get to do the deed together? Oh, I think I think that definitely happened at some point. Like in the character sense. Yes, I believe that happened. Yes, to in the occurred. character sense. Yeah. I, I would I would always get upset like the finale of The Wonder Years by the way, which is a show that I loved. You know, I was always rooting for Kevin and Winnie to to get together and you know, then that finale they did it in the barn, although they didn't tell us they did it in the barn, we know they They had sex in the barn, and then the final scene of the show is like a flash forward where they tell you what happened in the future, and we found out that they were not together. They were married to other people. I was always pissed off at that ending because I like to envision my own future for the characters. Don't tell me what the future is. I want to have my own play in my head. Yeah, I don't think that's I don't think that's a bad idea, and
2: I like your idea of trying to figure that out with other characters like throughout television history because I think there's a lot that you could probably unpack there. But when you said the Wonder Years, it reminded me of this thing I just saw, which is very annoying, and it will make it feel a lot make a lot of us feel very old. Is that when the Wonder Years came out in 1988, they were retelling events that happened 20 years prior, which would have been 1968. Mm-hmm. So if you were to do the Wonder Years now today the events they would be recounting would have happened in 2001.
3: Well, I, I know I think about that, too, feel, because when I was a oh. kid, whenever I would drive in the car with my dad, my dad always had the oldie station on, and this was the 80s, and we're listening to music from the 60s. If I did that with my kid in the car, the oldie station would have, like, Nickelback from 2002. Right. But they don't, they don't do that. Like, the
2: oldie station still plays songs from the 60s and 70s, which... If you go back in time and then said, "All right, we're going to play songs from 40 or 50 years ago or 60 years ago," like some of this, all the songs would have been like Cab Calloway with a you know trumpet and a band behind him, like that. That's not what the oldies were when we were growing up. The oldies, like they played, were not music from the 40s. You know, it, that's just a different era. So I don't know. I don't know why we haven't kept up with that. Because you're right. There's like Green Day Dookie would be an oldies yes, album. Yes, that'd be an oldie. That's, that, that wouldn't be played
3: in main rotation that on regular That would actually be a real stations. oldie because in the 80s, that would have been the equivalent of a song from the 50s. Yeah, right. That would exactly. have been a super oldie. Yeah, exactly right. So, yeah, we really don't keep consistency on any of that, and it's annoying. All right. So, The Athletic has put together a list of when we're all able to go to an arena again and enjoy a hockey game, the best ones to go to.
2: Yeah, so this is the athletic, like you said, put this together. They talked to more than 10,000 of their readers. They put surveys out through all the local different affiliates for all the NHL markets and said, all right, tell us what you think. Rate the best and the worst and what you think of the local place and things you like about it, things you hate about it. And they took the rankings, they put them all together and
3: here you go. So the number one arena in the NHL. Hold they on. Have, I have not I have not seen this at all. Okay. Okay. You have seen it, Teddy has seen it, I've not seen it. I'm gonna guess what the number one arena is as voted by the fans. Okay. Is it Vegas? Yes it is. T Mobile yes. arena. Ah, is what they have number one. I hate Vegas. I hate them because they've had no adversity whatsoever. They walk right in this league. They fall ass backwards in a success. And all the other readers from all the other athletic affiliations uh, across the country, they all say to themselves, "Oh, I wish I could go to Vegas and see a game. I'm going to score that highly on my list." Uh huh. Yeah. Um, well, here are some of the
2: brilliant comments that came from the Vegas fan base about okay. their arena. One was, it's Vegas, enough said. Mm-hmm. So right makes there. a lot of sense. Yeah. The the person next to you has booby tassels on. Got it. <laughs> right. The next one is there's never a dull moment. Some teams basically turn on the lights and drop the puck, which I'm sure is great for the purest fans, but doesn't really turn the game into an event. Yeah. They so got their thing line is like with stripper girls right on the ice. <laughs> yeah. They're like we got lasers. We got all kinds of stuff. Because no, Mike, no other team does like big intro things for their club when they come out. Now, just Vegas, Vegas goes a bit over the top on that. Uh, and then this one said, we go to a hockey game and a nightclub breaks out. <laughs> oh,
7: <yeah>. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Instead of nightclub though, it's spelled like night, like a Vegas. Game. Got it. It's,
4: Got it. God.
2: Anyway, so they ranked the atmosphere first, uh, 9.82 out of 10. Sightlines first as well, nine and a half out of 10. Food options second overall. Convenience third overall. Location first overall. Appearance first overall. Unique touches. First overall. I'm as sure well. if their
3: team was in last place too, they'd still be number one, right? Of course they would, yeah.
2: Um, now, number two on the list is Montreal, the Bell Center, scored an 8.88 out of 10. Uh, then you go down to third place is Nashville, Bridgestone Arena.
3: Hey, we invented hockey down here in Nashville.
2: <laughs> now, convenience, they did not score highly, it's only like 14th, but everything else, location, they said was second they said food options were top ten atmosphere top five what does convenience mean if it's not location, what does it mean um I'm guessing the I don't know maybe like the parking and stuff because the location oh, okay. like if you're going to I've been to like Nashville and been down there around the arena it's you get out of there there's a million bars it's right in their downtown like district that's all tons of tourists and all that stuff but it's also if you like going to bars there's plenty of places to go. So that is good, but if you were trying to park down there and go to the game and then leave, that may not be as convenient as some other places. I could see how that would be frustrating. Uh, Tampa Bay was fourth with their arena. Minnesota, the XL Energy Center, was fifth. And I do like that they said with that, uh, one of the respondents said, watching a game at the X makes you feel like you're watching a game in a log cabin with 18,000 others. All right. Six was the Rangers, and then seven with Madison Square Garden, obviously. And then seventh was Nationwide. Columbus came in at seventh
3: out of uh, all the teams, 31. So that's pretty good. What were some of the comments for Nationwide and the Blue
2: Um Well, they said that the atmosphere was only 16th, and food options were 14th. But great sight lines, convenience was top five, location was top six, appearance top six, and unique touches. Fifth. So, uh, they said what the hell that, does
3: that mean like the cannon <laughs> and what are we talking about with yes. these sight lines too where, where are people watching hockey like old fenway park with a big post right in front of you all of know. these arenas are modern you can see everything all over the place yeah so there were a few things here
2: one of them was that they uh that some of the there were a couple of comments that were brought up by the fans for the jackets that said the cannon is great it's our identity It you know Other opposing fans hate it, so that's good. Mm -hmm. But then a few people brought up the fact that, oh, if we could just get rid of the chili chant, because people might. What's wrong with the chili chant? Oh, there's a segment of jackets fans that they loathe the chili chant because it makes us sound minor league. Like, why are we doing that? Stop it! To get the hell out of here. This is a thing that goes on with jackets fans. And I look, you know, I, I tend to think that. You know, the, the song they play about the good old hockey game. It's the best game you can name. Like that song is hokey as hell, but everyone loves it. You know why? Cause it's a tradition at hockey arenas to play that song. So if. Eventually, the hokey stuff becomes tradition. So yeah, I think there are some Jackets fans that are so self-conscious about everything. They get worried about that the chili chant makes us look minor league. No, that's our thing. Who cares if you, what is it? What's the big deal? You score three goals. You should be happy anytime this team scores three goals. You should be willing to chant whatever if they score three goals. Say the F word as a chant. I don't care. Like, <laughs> let's go. You should, you should be glad to chant chili because that means the team scored three goals. That's good.
3: Deshaun Watson has told us for real how serious he is about wanting to get out of Houston. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan.
5: Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center.
6: Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident blocking the right lane of the ramp from 315 southbound to eastbound 670. It is causing some heavy backups over here. Please be cautious as they work to get the roadway clear and plan on some heavy delays for at least another 25 minutes. This traffic report is sponsored by Discover. Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. It's like they're cramming a full year's worth of cash back into one of those cash-shaped birthday cards. Cashback match only by Discover Card. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Discover something brighter. Only in array with fan traffic. Good.
1: Listen to this show or go to hell. This is Man and Bone.
6: You know, Bone,
3: because, uh, you know, we're all 12, if we don't take it off social media, it didn't really happen. So I saw that Deshaun Watson, all his social media accounts, he has scrubbed any reference to the Houston Texans. That's gone. He now just refers to himself as an athlete. That's mm. it. Now, perhaps this has to do with new Texans GM Nick Cicero saying, we have zero interest in trading the player. (laughs) And some people people made that reference like, oh, okay, I like what he did there. He went out of his way to minimize any of his involvement with what's going on in this team by just calling him the player. So now Deshaun Watson says, yes, I'm just athlete.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, I've seen this this called in. I think I don't know if Florio had this in one of his articles, but I somewhere I just saw it today where they said it was a cold war going on between the Texans and Deshaun Watson, and I don't know maybe cold war is not the right term, but it, it does feel like that a little bit where like the Texans are saying we have no desire to trade the player Deshaun Watson is doing everything he can but say. I won out officially. Trade me. I'm done. Well, he at least apparently not said it. He apparently well, said yeah, it behind not, the scenes, but not, not publicly. publicly, though. Yeah, he hasn't come out and publicly done it. But the reality is, I I don't see any way that they, the two sides, mend this and and keep it together. Even if the Texans just flat out refuse to trade him for whatever reason, I wonder if he won't. I I, I would think he would sit out, and just at that point, they would be forced to trade him if he sits out. Right? I mean. I think they have to believe he really will do that before they're gonna, you know, make that move, or they have to think that they're gonna get in value back what they expect to. But I've seen a few people speculating on what that will take to get him out of there, like as far as a team to come in and trade for him. I'm sure there will be teams that want to pony up plenty for him, but this idea, like I've seen people say, well, if Stafford got two first round
3: picks to get him. Well, traded, he didn't get two first round picks. They that's they, it. Jared Goff went in that deal, and that's why you get two first round picks. Take Jared Goff's contract off your hands.
2: Yeah. It was, it was a deal in part that was, you're gonna have to take on this massive salary, which is a problem, and we do want Matt Stafford, so here's what we're willing to give up to have all of that occur. I, I, I mean, I could see Deshaun getting like, two first two seconds that go back the other way. I mean he's he's a tremendous player and I do think he'll be very successful somewhere as long as he goes somewhere where they have some weapons to put around him. But yeah, I, I don't think this means you're gonna get like five first round picks for him. I <laughs> that's ridiculous. Like they're they're not going to have a team's not going to make like a Herschel Walker type of deal. I don't see that happening to get this done. I think it's probably less than that
3: bone there was a uh a big event last night i'm sure you watched it because you and i are such big fans of the regular pro bowl but that didn't exist this year of course due to the virus so instead we had the virtual pro bowl in case you missed it the nfc won 32 to 12 and kyler murray was the mvp So it's all right that he was like banged up and probably wasn't gonna play in real Pro Bowl, but in virtual Pro Bowl, healthy, ready to go, MVP. I saw that there were like
2: celebrities playing and some some players, some like football players were playing in this, but it wasn't like every guy who was represented was playing as himself. That wasn't happening, right? I mean, it was just some people, random people playing like Madden, and then that's how the game went. Okay. That's I guess if that's I, it's something to watch, right? It was of no interest to me, but I'm sure if you if you enjoyed it, I hope I hope it was good. I had no desire to watch that. I
3: I, I did not watch it. And I, look, I don't want to disparage like gamer culture and stuff. Oh, I'm because, not. No, and I, no, I'm just saying I don't want to do that. But I will say I remember when this pandemic first started. And I would read article after article about how in six months, we're all just going to be ensconced in the world of competitive gaming. And that's going to take over television and that they're going to put it on network television and it's going to be the new big thing. That has not, we're almost a year into this now. That hasn't really happened. I'm not saying that people have left gaming or lost interest in gaming, but this notion that it's going to grip the entire sports world and we're going to be riveted to virtual games, that hasn't exactly played out.
2: Yeah, I agree. And I, I think that what, what the best case scenario for the gaming industry is, have you ever, if you've ever used like a ratcheting anything, something that has a ratchet setting on it, where as you move it in one direction, it does not move back the other way. Like, I think that's what gaming is going through as far as on TV, because it's been a huge thing for a lot of people all around the world and for people under a certain age, you know, under 25, you, you there are plenty of people who have just, that's like sitting down and watching other people play video games competitively is a thing that's been there for them. Sure. But when you suddenly have a bunch of people who haven't really grown up watching that or haven't watched it to that level and suddenly this stuff is out there. Yeah. There are probably people who last night tuned into that, watched some of that pro bowl thing. I'm not saying it was millions and millions of people, but maybe a few thousand people who had never been exposed to something like that and came away saying, I would like to watch another Madden tournament. I I would watch that again if it's on TV. So that's the ratcheting effect I'm talking about, where you get a few more people who previously had nothing to do with it who now will say, "Ah, maybe I'll check the next one out if it comes along. And that's just opening it up a little bit more. But that's how it'll go you know, over time. It's not going to be something that instantaneously one event is not going to suddenly make everyone just be like, yes, I only watch virtual events. I don't watch live events anymore. And I don't think you'll ever fully
3: get there. Uh, uh-oh, for you, Bone, Mets owner Steve Cohen, he, he's not always here. His love affair no. with Twitter is over. This is the new owner of the Mets, and he was the darling of social media, and he's interacting with fans, and they're making all these big-time signings and trading for Francisco Lindor, and everything's great. Well, uh, Steve Cohen's hedge fund, Point seventy two has been entangled in the uh, stock market turmoil that we've had over places like GameStop. You're aware of it, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, now his social media, I guess, isn't as happy, and so he decides, I'm going to leave. He says, I've really enjoyed the back and forth with Mets fans on Twitter, which was unfortunately overtaken this week by misinformation unrelated to the Mets that led to our family getting personal threats, so I'm going to take a break from now.
2: Okay. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, putting it like that and making it sound like you're getting personal threats from Twitter, I mean... Sure, that's bad. No one should be doing that to you, but also you're a public figure on Twitter. I'd be surprised if every
3: public figure hasn't gotten something like that well, at some Well, that's point. what I mean. It's like you know, he took delight into, in reading his messages and mentions on Twitter when everything was positive. But I guarantee you if Elon Musk goes and reads his mentions <laughs> right now, there's some not-so-polite things and, and threats oh, yeah, towards him. I, by the way, he, don't
2: be on Twitter, Steve Cohen. Of course, you don't have to be on there, but don't be surprised that... You know, everyone doesn't always just tell you how great you are. I mean, he's a billionaire; he, he's probably used to having everything go his way. So, I, I don't really care if he's on there or not. As as far, I'm a Mets fan, right?
3: I mean, I liked being able to hear. It's that they better were off. Do some you're things. better off if he's not, because if I know he's, yeah. if he's like this now. Imagine they go on a losing streak or something, or it doesn't yeah. work out, and they have a losing season. He's going to go on on social media, read all those mentions too, and make a big stink. Yeah, it's
2: probably. I, I would. I would think there's a reason why you don't see most team owners on these websites because it <laughs> it doesn't behoove them to come out there and like yell at the fans booing players or whatever. That's not ever going to look good for the billionaire owner to get onto like random guy on the internet. So maybe it just works out better for you to sit this one out, champ. And you've done good in other places. Maybe you don't have to be on Twitter.
3: If you've missed anything from the first two hours of the program, we got you covered with the rundown coming up, common man and T Bone on the fan. Fan
5: traffic from the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center.
6: Good afternoon. Watch out for a serious accident blocking the left lane of 71 northbound at State Road 161. Traffic is stop and go and will be building in this area for at least another 20 minutes. Please use caution. You might want to avoid this if possible. This traffic report is sponsored by CoinFlip. CoinFlip is the world's leading Bitcoin ATM operator. CoinFlip makes buying Bitcoin so and easy. Find your nearest CoinFlip at ATM at coinflip.tech. Use promo code COINFLIP2021 for 15% off fees on your first transaction. Only on Ray with fan traffic.
1: Getting fatter and angrier by the minute. This is Common Man and T Bone.
3: Happy Monday, Snowy Monday. The segment that's not a segment, Yikes. ZOINKS. ZOINKS. We have changed the name today because Screech Powers, aka Dustin Diamond, has died today at the age of 44 from cancer. And so we dedicate Yikes to him with some zoinks. zoinks? hmm
2: That's right. Well, uh, yeah, we. I'm looking forward to that, Mike. And I did see a few people who had sent me something that I that I think they were qualifying as a yikes, but I want to get your thoughts on it, because we talk a lot about uniform violations, jersey violations. Yes. The idea of you go to an event. And it's not like we have a lot of these, because last year, not a lot of live events attendance going on, but... You go to, like, a Jackets game, you see someone just wearing a Red Wings sweater, even though the Jackets aren't playing the Red Wings, that would be a Jersey violation. Violation so. should be put in jail for a minimum of 10 years. That's the I only way agree. we're going to learn. So, yesterday, the United States, the U.S. men's national team, soccer team, they were playing Trinidad and Tobago, and they won, like, 7-0. Mm-hmm. All right. But in the crowd for this game was Dabo Swinney. Your guy. And, uh, yeah. Your guy, too. We love him so much. Clemson head coach was there. And the reason he was there was because uh, his godson, Tanner Tessman, is a U.S. men's national team like fringe player, and he made his debut last night. He got called up to the national team, and he went to play. So Dabo went to support him. And there's a video of him on the broadcast. He is wearing an FC Dallas jersey and a U.S. men's national team hat. And people sent this to me saying, "Oh, looky there! He's at a U.S. soccer game. and He's wearing an FC Dallas jersey. That's a violation."
3: I don't think no, it is. No, I don't think. I don't think it is. And I'm a I'm a pretty big stickler for this. Why, why did I say it like stickler. that? Like Joe Namath, stickler. I'm a pretty big stickler for this, and I think he's wearing the jersey of his godson. Yes, correct.
2: Tanner Testman plays for FC Dallas. I can't see the back of the jersey, but I assume that's what it is. I mean, that would make. Why else would he have an FC Dallas jersey on? He, you know, coaches in South Carolina. You know, it's. I don't think that's where he was. You know, but he was not like a born and raised FC Dallas fan. So I'm assuming that's what he's wearing that for. So yeah, it's not a bad thing. I've seen. No, I let him live. National team, you wear like we. You wear the jersey of like the local team that he plays for. That's totally fine. Like Josie Zardes plays for the national team, If the national team was playing at Crew Stadium. And Jossie Zardes was starting. I might wear a Jossie Zardes jersey if I had one, as opposed to a men's national team jersey, which by the way, they don't make them for like every player. You know, you can't get a Tanner Tessman national team jersey. He's just making his debut. So this is actually not a bad thing. I think Dabo's getting, uh, as much as I don't like him, I think he's okay here. So no jersey violation in my mind.
3: Speaking of Joe Namath, you know, he does the commercials for the old people now. Mm-hmm. And I forget what he's, but he's like, you know, having old people call a certain number to try and get their medical benefits taken care of, whatever it is. And I know this is a thing. I've heard about this. I've seen it. That as we continue to age, the two things on our bodies that continue to grow is, no, not that, is our nose and our ears. And if you look at Joe Namath now, it's, his ears are so comically big, it's like they've been grafted on. Yeah, Like a, I, like a makeup department went and gave him prop ears. Yeah,
2: I wonder, like, we've done so many other things with, you know, medicine and genetics and understanding various things. Like, I wonder why they haven't come up with something that said, hey, if you want to at like 65, there's a shot you can take and we'll just make sure your nose and your ears stop growing. How about that?
3: But the you know, cool you- thing is, is that you got all these old people and they're deaf. They've got these huge ears and they can't hear out of them well the size of the ear does not mean you have better hearing no i know that but that's you know you you're right but you would think it's like well the bigger the ear you must be really you hear things from a mile away don't you nope can't even hear you
2: sitting next to me i see what you're. it's 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 sad in a comical way that people have lost the ability to do something but then it is one of their most defining features the outward version of that yes that Mm -hmm. is no good that's uh that's too bad though. I, I think that my ears are, I they could stand to get bigger. I have normal sized ears. I'm afraid of what I will look like when if I do get to that age, which that's also a gamble. We have no idea if that's happening. But my nose, on the other hand, I do feel like has already started getting bigger. I feel like I'm getting bulbousy. The end of the nose bulbousy. Really to, it's really getting bulbous.
3: You're gonna out have there, one right. of those big cauliflower like calloused noses <laughs> that like mob bosses well, have.
2: Yeah, like, I, I definitely feel like I've seen, like, older men who, you know, didn't have a big nose, like, when they were younger. And as they've gotten older, you can see how much it's grown. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 the only thing
3: I assume then is it's easier to pick, is once that happens. See, I so don't think the nostrils get bigger, though, man. I think, I think you're, oh? no, okay. I think it's just, I don't think the nostrils grow. You know, some, those bulbousy, callousy nose kind of look like a nutsack. I hope you're not going <laughs> for that look <laughs> where you got a nutsack on your face. <laughs> Nobody
2: wants that. I do have plenty of hair in my nose. That's the other problem as you Mm -hmm. get older is it gets bigger and it gets more and more full of hair, which is just a terrible, cruel joke where the hair falls out from all the places you want to have it. And then the one place you, one of the few places you don't want it. It's like, oh, here, more hair in the nose and in the ears. We'll do that for sure. Rundown, let's do it, Teddy. Common Man
1: and T-Bones, the Rundown. The Rundown.
3: Jackets lose to the Blackhawks last night. Elvis had a third period he would rather forget. He was trying to play the puck on a couple occasions, and it backfired on him. And so the Blue Jackets only get two points out of their Chicago trip. They are back home for the Stars tomorrow. Who knows if uh, Patrick Laine will play. He could, so we'll see if he does, because he cleared the protocol. I did see them confirm that the reverse retro jerseys will make their debut tomorrow night. So if you got one, one of those for ones. Christmas, or you bought yourself one, the, the red tops with the uh, the vintage logo, they're going to be wearing them tomorrow. Alright,
2: well I'm interested to see what they look like on the ice and it'd be great if Patrick Laine makes his debut in one of those but either way, yeah, the Jackets could use some help in that regard. I, I know that it was disappointing to lose that game. And a lot of people may look at Elvis and say, well, if he doesn't do those things, you know, if he doesn't take a couple ill advised trips out of the net, maybe they don't lose that game. But also, they did have one goal on the board at the time in the third yeah. period. And I think that's a bigger problem that this Jagged team has faced. So hopefully, Patrick Line can unlock this offense a bit because I know it has looked improved at times, but consistency has not been there. If he can be a part of this offense that suddenly starts generating some goals and not just him, but his presence on the ice draws defenders away from other guys so they can get a little more space, that would be perfect. And hopefully that's what the Jackets need to get some offense going because quite honestly, I mean, giving up a, you know, a couple bad goals because you're goaltender. It's not, it's not advised, but that shouldn't be such a, a hole that you can't dig out of for this Jackets team. So hopefully they will see some better offense when he gets into the lineup.
3: Buckeyes with a nice victory against Sparty yesterday. Buckeyes now up to seventh in the country in the latest AP. They are the second-highest-ranked Big Ten team behind Michigan. They played good defense yesterday, didn't necessarily rely on the three ball. They're working that paint getting to the free throw line, and when they get to the free throw line, they're making those free throws. So that was a nice victory yesterday. They controlled a game against the Michigan State team that they are clearly better than. Big game with top 10 Iowa coming up on Thursday. The Buckeyes are the higher seed because I think Iowa's eighth in the latest AP. But going to Iowa City and playing that team, that's going to be a challenge.
2: Yeah, I think there certainly is a time period, even in the last month, where you would have seen this Buckeye basketball team. We saw it against Purdue, right? We saw it against Northwestern a couple times where they they had played up and played better against some bigger-name competition but then they went out and lose games, or came close to losing a game against Northwestern, where you know they they gave it away late, even though they were the team that was better and were playing better for most of the game. Uh, wasn't that Penn State too? Also, that got close. Am I wrong? Yes, I think Penn, Penn, State, Penn State was you're just right. a few points. So, like. The fact that they took Michigan State and said, we know we're better, they've been dealing with COVID, they've been down anyway, and they just lost by 30 to Rutgers. you got a big game coming against Iowa. It would have been easy for them to sleepwalk through this and have a tight game. Instead, they mostly were in control of it. Every time Michigan State started to make a run, they were able to answer. The Buckeyes were very quickly. And, uh, yeah, you brought him up, EJ Liddell. He's been great this season, and they have a true go-to guy. This team has the makings of a really good tournament team. I want to see what they can do against uh, you know a really good Iowa team coming up uh, here in a few days.
3: And it's February, kids. It's February 1st. What does that mean? That means we survived, as Buckeye basketball fans, January. And the last two years, that has not been the case. They've sure. had terrible Januaries. They are now into February. They're playing their best basketball of the season. And to your point on EJ Liddell... He is a true number one scoring option in this conference, and Ohio State doesn't get guys like that all the time. They have one now where he put in 20 points yesterday, and I asked you in the 3 o'clock hour, were you surprised to see it? I'm not. It's a 20-point performance from E.J. Liddell, his old hat right now, and that's the way that it should be.
2: Yeah, I want to say other than uh, against Purdue, I think he in the last four or five games it's, he's at at least 20 points. So, yeah, he, he's really coming into his own, and I think that – you know, if he's here again next year, he is gonna be a national player of the year candidate. He may already Absolutely. be working his way into that this year, but yeah, I mean, usually you need that hype all year long and, and he'll definitely get that coming into next year, assuming he's here. But yeah, I really like his game. I really like how he's improved. And the good thing is he's shooting about seventy five percent from the charity stripe, which if you're gonna get hit as much as he does, it's a you know, very physical, you know, position he's gotta play, but he's got the outside shot where he can draw guys out too. That's good if you can hit three out of four. I'll take that from a guy who's going to get fouled a lot in these tough Big Ten games and, of course, when
3: we get to March Madness. All right, Teddy, let's wrap it up.
1: Common Man and T-Bones, the Rundown. The Rundown.
3: This little bit of absurdity cannot go unnoticed. So we talked earlier about the Matt Stafford trade to Los Angeles. I did read a story that said, yeah, well, before the, the Rams trade for Matt Stafford, they did check in on Aaron Rodgers first. Oh, they did? Okay, thanks. (laughs)
2: <laughs> well, good. I mean, yeah. if his name's <laughs> well, out there, go ahead, and, go ahead and check in and see what they want. And I then, know, but obviously, it was the, the style God of, you part.
3: know, Matt Stafford wasn't their first choice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, all right.
2: <laughs> right, if uh, Pat Mahomes had said, like, I don't know where I'm going to play next year, I bet they would have called about him, too. Obviously, he has not said that, and his contract is not one that's going to be traded anytime soon. But, yeah, you're going to go check in on the guy who's probably going to win MVP and seems a little disgruntled about his team Good call that they checked in
7: on him.
3: I've got some news about Daytona. You and Teddy are getting excited for that. And J.J. Watt. Not together. J.J. Watt has nothing to do with Daytona. Oh, okay. Separate well, they're stories. They're going to squeeze him into a race car. I thought that would be mm-hmm. really interesting to see. With his dirty fingernails. Coming up next, Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan
5: traffic from the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center.
6: Good evening. A couple of accidents to watch out for. You'll find a crash blocking the left lane of 71 northbound at State Road 161. Plan on some heavy backups over there. And an accident also causing problems on 71 southbound after Hudson Street. Please be cautious. Traffic is bumper to bumper and will be so for 20 more minutes. This traffic report is sponsored by Allstate. If you're driving less, you could be saving more on car insurance with pay per mile insurance from Allstate. Pay for the miles you drive and save on the miles you don't. Call a local Wall state agent and get a quote now. I'm Leanna Ray with Van Traffic.
1: Barely famous. Incredibly stupid. This is Common Man and T-Bone.
3: Happy Monday. We have the segment that's not a segment. Yikes slash zoinks. Zoinks! Coming up at 534. We are dedicating the program today to Screech from Saved by the Bell, who died at the age of 44. So we're changing the name of Yikes. To Zoinks. This zoinks! Week. Mm-hmm. I have something for you, hillbillies. You and Teddy. Now uh, Daytona that? says they expect to hold 30,000 people for the race that is coming up on the 14th. Daytona 500. I know you're very excited. Did you watch your uh, Rolex thing this weekend? I did. The Rolex 24 at Daytona. I watched...
2: Uh, not not joking and not exaggerating. I was doing the math. Probably over half of it. So at least more than twelve hours of Look racing that I watched over this weekend. But who yeah, won? I, uh, who won? There were a few different. There's five different categories, but the overall nice. winner was Wayne Taylor Racing. They have a th- they have like a four man team. So yeah, I could name all the drivers for you if you want. But uh, Elio Castroneves, who was on Dancing with the Stars, oh. he was on that team. So all right. And Jeff Rimmer's buddy, because they went to they were at a function once, and he introduced himself to Elio Castroneves. <laughs> I don't and then remember he, that and story. Then he text, no, and then he texted me and was like, I met your guy, Elio Castroneves, Indy 500 winner. I'm like, well, that's good. Did you tell him I'm a fan?
3: He's Would like, you no. like a picture with me, Julio? <laughs> I'm the voice of the jackets. It's Elio Castroneves. Elio, Julio. <laughs> you think he knew that? He didn't no, know. He did His not. name was Elio. He's like, hello, Julio.
2: By the way, I will tell you this: uh, Wayne Taylor, that owns this team, the the guy is uh, he's a character. When it became clear that they were going to win, they interviewed him after the race. He's there with the team in victory lane, right? And he drops not one but two f bombs yes. live on NBC. Yes, what we so, learned today that means he's educated. Yes, we yes, that's right. They asked him. They said, "Well, you were very nervous during this race because you know it's coming down to the wire. He was nervous if his team would win or not." And they said, "Are you? Do you still feel nervous?" And he said, "No, that mother effer left a few minutes ago. Yes, <laughs> right
4: on NBC.
2: My guy, Wayne Taylor, good job. Yeah, Daytona. That's the. It starts off with the 24 hours, and then it's just they're there for like the next couple of weeks with NASCAR. Then NASCAR is going to run the road course after the 500. So it's like all Daytona for a month. If you're a race fan, it's a lot
3: going on there, Teddy." I know you're a big uh, racing fan. You're looking forward to Daytona, right? Absolutely I am. What do you what do you you can only watch one. This is an early would you rather. No, would no. you rather oh, only boy. watch the Daytona 500 or the Masters? Ooh. Ooh. That's oh. a helpful Or Tony turns. Romo take an erotic dump. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think I'll pass
8: on that, but... Uh, you can't pass on a would you rather. No, 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 I'm talking about to Tony Romo. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay yeah. You can't
2: pass on that either. That's um, <laughs> I won't let you piss on hospitality, Ted. Uh, How dare that's- you? That's... <laughs> i love no, just it just for love you it. just for you mike yeah
8: i love both of those things that's i know that's uh, why i chose this question i'm i'm torn but I, i'll i'm gonna go because bones here probably so i'm gonna go daytona 500 wave yes. your know,
3: so, yeah, yeah, confederate I, flag yeah, I, teddy
8: I, I have to watch the uh, great american race yes.
2: now i will tell you mike as a uh nascar fan daytona's one and ted knows this because i always complain about it it's one of my least favorite races of the year yes why because they're all bunched up, 40 cars together for like three hours straight, and someone passes someone, then two seconds later they get passed again, then they pass again. Not a, to me, I like it when they get a little stretched out and they actually have to fight to get up a position or two. So, And there's always a big wreck, and I always hate it when I'm watching, I'm excited for someone, they're up in the top five, and then somebody goes... Er- Like, like, millisecond of correcting the car and then the whole field gets wiped out. So it is exciting though, and I will be looking forward to it, but it's definitely not my favorite race as a NASCAR fan.
3: All right. Well, 30,000 people are going to be there for the race on the 14th. We've been talking about Deshaun Watson and his future with the Texans, but JJ Watt has probably played his final game as the season. He'll, of of the, of his career. What? I'm watching Tony Romo take an erotic dump right now (laughs) in my mind. So, J.J. Watt's probably going to be played. <laughs> uh, the rumor is the Browns could be in play for J.J. Watt oh, and perhaps a reunion with his brother on the Stillers. Now, he's got one like year left on his $17.5 million deal. He is not $17.5 million player anymore, so that will need to be restructured. But, you know, J.J. Watt is what, 33? 32? I think so, yeah. Something like that. You can argue that his best days of football are behind him, but for the right price, you'd have to be a fool not to want him on your team. Well, you know
2: what, though, Mike? Uh, We're getting to a point in age where guys are looking less at staying with one team and going somewhere where they think they can win a Super Bowl. And uh, you know what? The Cleveland Browns are on that list for a few guys of, hey, if I go there, I might be able to help put them over the top. I love it. I would like it less if he goes to the Steelers, obviously, and I'd as Soon as I saw that he was thinking about getting out of you know Houston, I thought, man, if he ends up with Pittsburgh, that's going to be like the worst. That's just going to completely frustrate. Well, me. So. but yeah, yes, that
3: would be frustrating. But is he going to play quarterback for him? Uh, no. That is he going to
2: run the football for him? No. So he's just going to help out their tremendous defense, which is a very scary proposition. But that's yeah, funny. I
3: understand. It's not the same JJ J. Watt is you know eight years ago, so that's fine. Ex Michigan quarterback Dylan McCaffrey is transferring to Northern Colorado, where I believe Daddy is there on the uh, as the head coach, correct? Yeah. At Northern Colorado? Ed,
2: Ed is there, yeah, Ed McCaffrey. So yeah, it's uh that's interesting that he didn't see a place for himself at Michigan. A lot of I know Michigan fans initially thought he could be a big deal there, but uh now turned, no. out, Are you turned kidding? out he wasn't. <laughs> Another Everyone who sets there. foot
3: in that program is a big deal, until they're not. Mm-hmm. And I, I understand that they're reaching for something to hold on to. I get it. But the hype surrounding that quarterback position, and we have not seen really any results. It's really, it's, it's astonishing when you think about what Jim Harbaugh was brought there to do. You you mean
2: develop quarterbacks and yes. make their offense hum and get it out of like the Rich Rod days and the Brady Hoke days and Get it back to like what Michigan football is supposed to be. And then when he had the chance to do that, he has really done nothing and he has fired a couple coordinators because they've not been able to do anything. It's almost like, Mike, perhaps Jim Harbaugh is not good at this and maybe you shouldn't pay him to do it.
3: And yet Michigan just signed up for more of that. Well, they're paying him far less. So there's that. Okay. Well, still. (laughs) Hey, as an Ohio State fan, you can keep paying him as long as you want to.
2: If you keep burning the pizza when I order pizza from your establishment, and you're like, all right, I'll take half off the price the next time you come in here. It's like, "But yeah, but is it going to be burned again? Then I don't want to pay anything for it. I'd rather go find pizza somewhere else. That's where they should be with Jim Harbaugh. They should be leaving his pizzeria, Mike, but
3: they will not. And they are taking all the hot honey with them, apparently. <laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs> the uh, The segment that's not a segment, yikes slash zoinks, zoinks, is coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic.
5: From the Logan AC and Heath Services Traffic Center.
6: Good evening. Watch out for a serious accident blocking the two right lanes of 71 southbound before 17th Avenue. Traffic is stop and go from North Broadway and still continues to build in this area. Please use caution as they work to get the roadway clear. This traffic report is sponsored by Allstate. If you're driving less, you could be saving more on car insurance. With pay-per-mile insurance from Allstate, pay for the miles you drive and save on the miles you don't. Call a local Allstate agent and get a quote now. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic.
1: Like a sports drink. But for that part of you that's thirsty for fart jokes. Back to Man
3: and Bone. Hello. 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 We have yikes slash zoinks coming up. We have dedicated the program today to Screech Powers, a.k.a. Dustin Diamond from Saved by the Bell. He revealed a couple weeks ago he has cancer... And he died today at the age of 44. So we dedicate the program to him. We have changed the name of Yikes to Zoinks. Zoinks! And I believe we're ready to go, right? No? Yes, I'm ready. Hello? Hello? Hello. Uh, all right. Today I have a little bit of a problem with one of my favorite websites. Live Science could be Live Science. I have no idea. Uh, here's the headline on Live Live Science. What if temperature determined a baby's sex? Well... Tickle me intrigued because, you know, that can be the case with reptiles. Sex of Mm. the offspring varies depending on how warm or cool the eggs are before hatching. So I wondered, are the science people saying that temperature changes around the world could actually affect a particular gender in humans? Turns out, no. Live slash live science is a feature called imaginary earth where they just wonder what it would be like if impossible things could happen. I guess reporting all the actual scientific things got boring, or our last dumb boss has a new job at live-slash-live-science. <laughs> zoinks. <laughs> zoinks! Oh, that's really
2: stupid. Uh, my first zoinks, zoinks? is going to be for Super Bowl Radio Row. Mike, I saw a picture of this today. Mm-hmm. You know, it's still going on, even though... Croden's of- in a regular year I can't imagine who's there this year. <laughs> well we are we are in the world of covid obviously social distancing is in place and what it kind of looked like was just it's a giant you know convention center type of ballroom that they have this in. They had a bunch of tables set up properly spaced out. I mean there's probably 10 or 12 feet in between each of these booths and I just thought imagine, You know, getting on a plane, lugging all your gear. You got to wear a mask everywhere you go. You got to set up your booth. You get to radio row. And now, on top of everything else, you're risking COVID just so you can get ignored by Mike Singletary as he Mm -hmm. goes on a bigger, better radio show. Zoinks.
8: Zoinks! Teddy. Zoinks! All right. My first one is the 2021 draft. It's set to be the Rams' fifth straight draft without making a first-round selection. With the Matthew Stafford trade, their streak will reach seven straight drafts. The Rams would become the third team since the merger to not have a first-round pick in seven straight years. The only team to go more than seven straight years is the Washington football team. They went 10 straight years from 1970 to 79 without a first-round
3: pick. Yikes. Zoinks! Mm -hmm. Or zoinks. Zoinks. Mm -hmm. Uh, Red Sox second baseman Dustin Pedroia has announced his retirement. He had a hell of his career, a hell of a career, despite being five eight and never hitting more than twenty one homers in a season. He's made over a hundred million dollars. Zoinks! Zoinks! Mm-hmm. Thank you. Won Rookie of the Year and the American League MVP. Zoinks! Zoinks! And won the World Series twice. Zoinks. Zoinks! But perhaps the biggest zoinks is how it seems he retired a long time ago. In 2018, he played three games. In 2019, he played six games. And in 2020, he didn't play at all because we learned today he had a partial knee replacement. Nice career, bad way to end it. Zoinks. Zoinks! Uh, My second zoinks. Zoinks! Zoinks!
2: It's going to go to – well, it's the <laughs> – I think it's going to Bruce Arians. It's just this whole situation. So a few days ago, talking about the Super Bowl, talking about some of the guys who have helped make an impact on his Buccaneers team, Bruce Arians said, quote, quote, I don't know about Gron- – I didn't know about Gronk's work ethic coming into this job. He said, it's unbelievable. So he gave this big praise about how Rob Gronkowski showed up and was really great with all the workouts they asked him to do. Well, today, Mark Daniels, who covers the Patriots, tweeted out the following anecdote. Quote, During virtual offseason workouts, Gronk had to run sprints, record them, and send them to the Bucks. So to get out of it, he'd record himself running sprints in different shirts on the same day. Then he'd send it the videos <laughs> on <Mark>. different days. <laughs> <Come> on. <laughs> this great work ethic from Rob Gronkowski, fully on display. Zoinks.
8: Zoinks? All right, my second. Zoinks! The Rams are going to stay with them. They have over $140 million tied up in just eight players. The current estimate for the 2021 NFL salary cap is $176 million. So they'll have to rework some contracts or figure out how to fill out their roster with the remaining
3: $36 million. Zoinks! Zoinks! uh page van zant is a hot girl who dabbles in fighting at least that's what it is these days wasn't always like that she says she's not worried about getting her meal ticket roughed up here's a quote from page for me i would much rather be cut open than break my arm or break my knuckle or tear my shoulder or tear my knee those are all things that take a very long time to heal whereas a laceration i got cut in my face in one fight You can barely tell. And two, I heard statistically that scars make you more attractive. I don't know about you, Paige, but I love clicking on that scar tab on you porn. That's where all the hot girls live. Zoinks. Zoinks. Right behind stepbrother is scars.
2: (laughs) Chicks with scars. Scars. Oh, my third zoinks. Zoinks? Going to go to uh, Chase Elliott, Mike. He is the defending NASCAR Cup champion, and he is known among NASCAR drivers as being the best road course racer they have. So naturally, the Daytona Rolex 24, where they run for 24 straight hours, you don't have just one driver in the car. You have multiple drivers who get in these cars, and they take turns, and that's how they get through 24 hours. Well, he signed up to race with a... uh a uh, team that had a lot of success. He was running with some other road racers and he admitted he didn't have a ton of experience coming into this race. Well, he got in the car and it turned out after his first 30 laps he was more than a second and a half off the pace of the leaders per lap, which, you know, when you're running over 24 hours, uh that's that's a big deficit very quickly. So, he did the minimal amount of time you are required to do in the car and then he did not do any more. So he's got a lot of learning to do if it comes to the road racing circuit. Zoinks!
3: Zoinks!
8: All right, my last.
2: More Rams.
8: <laughs> I'm done
2: Let's with the go. Rams. Let's go three
3: for three with the Rams. Yeah,
8: <laughs> I didn't have anything else. I looked actually, but uh, on Saturday night in the NHL, we had three of the biggest stars. They did something unique within a matter of minutes. At 9 35 PM, Sidney Crosby, he scored the game winning overtime goal for the Penguins. Just one minute later, Ovechkin, he scored the game winning goal for in overtime for the Capitals. And then just about ten minutes later, Connor McDavid, he did the same thing for Edmonton, had the game winning overtime goal. That gets a zoinks
3: from me. And then Rimmer exploded out of his pants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Connor. You're better than Gretzky. I love you. He's a big fan. Speaking big of fan. Uh, Rob Gronkowski, you brought this up in your zoinks. Yes. Zoinks? Remember last year, You know, Rob was retired. He was hosting WrestleMania. Remember that? When they, uh, uh, they yeah. had the two-night WrestleMania. And the story was that he was such a goober that he would delay the production schedule. And all the other wrestlers hated him. There was a spot where he was up on a balcony and i guess they wanted him to fall backwards into the arms of waiting burly men out, out, down on the ground and he didn't want to do it cuz he thought it was unsafe and all the production people are like hey man it's safe it's safe now in fairness in fairness to gronk we have heard wwe say something was safe and then like a wrestler <laughs> falls to his death okay so right, yeah. that has happened but You're talking about falling one flight down from a balcony. You've got guys waiting to catch you. The production was delayed by hours trying to convince him to do it. Eventually, Vince McMahon, who's now in his 70s, says all right, now you're going to watch me do it to prove that it's safe. And he went up there, fell off the balcony, guys caught him, and that was the only thing that, thing that got Gronk to do the stunt, was seeing old man Vince McMahon do it first.
2: And then when Vince McMahon went back to show Rob the videotape, to show, hey, this is how it's done, he said, look at me, so vascular. <laughs> Never seen a 73-year-old <laughs> man like that, Never. I would like to point out that that is a total Vince For people who don't know anything about him other than that, he is like the old guy who owns the WWE. That is a complete Vince McMahon move is to say, we can't convince a wrestler to do something. Why don't I just do it? I'm sure like, no, it's
3: done, pal. Vince,
2: there's probably other ways we could convince him. It's like, no, no, I, I need to take my shirt off and pump in front of people. They well, need to see what t- I've got going on. No, he did. Off, he took his shirt off and he was like flexing. I'm, I guarantee you he did all of that. And then he flipped off the balcony and was fine. One, and two,
1: we got him. No, he didn't get him. He didn't get him.
2: <laughs> did I, did, Teddy, did you watch the Rumble last night?
8: I did watch the Rumble, yes.
2: Were they Enjoy have it. one of
3: their big young guys win it? Who won?
8: <laughs> you know who you won. You know who won. <laughs> it was Edge. Yes.
3: <laughs> What's he,
8: 50? He's 47 very young 47. well hey at least Christian got out back
2: out there with him so that was good they gotta you know got yeah. to reunite peeps those two out again. there yeah Peeps?
8: sure
5: peeps
3: Coach? Uh, back page coming up next common man and t-bone
5: on the fan fan traffic from the Logan AC and heat services traffic center
6: Good evening. Watch out for a serious accident on 71 Southbound at 670. Traffic is stop and go in that area, and an accident still blocking the two right lanes of 71 Southbound before 17th Avenue. Traffic is still slow from North Broadway. As traffic report is sponsored by Wendy's Breakfast Two for Four. Have you ever been wronged by bad breakfast? Get the breakfast you deserve with Wendy's Breakfast Two for Four. Pick two fresh breakfast sandwiches for just four bucks, like their Honey Butter Chicken biscuit, Classic Sausage Egg and Cheese, or Classic Bacon Egg and Cheese, at participating Wendy's for a limited time. Single item at regular price. Ray with Fan Traffic.
3: Buckeye Roundtable coming up at the top of the hour. Your host of Buckeye Roundtable, your friend and mine, Timmy Hall. Hello, Timmy. You guys,
7: man and bone, happy Monday. Can't believe Screech is gone. I know. It's ruined
3: my whole day. Screech is gone, and we're never gonna get that true reunion show that we've all been waiting for. Right, Jimmy Fallon went and did the little deal
7: without him, and he was all upset, then he's on mm. Entertainment Tonight with Slater. What, when was the last time you watched
3: any of the show, either you guys? Saved by the Bell? Oh. Uh, not yeah. too long ago, it was a couple weeks ago, I was flipping through, and I caught one regular episode, and then I caught a College Years, and I remember thinking when I was watching the College Years, I can't believe men with jobs put this on primetime television, because it was so bad. And I don't remember it being that bad, but again, I was 12 years old or something when that show was on. Yeah, I honestly do don't remember? think I've seen it since high school, Timmy. So I, I would wow. be.
2: I'm, I'm expecting it's, it's pretty bad compared it's to terrible. what I thought it. Was. It's bad. Yeah.
7: You know, Screech. I hate to say it today. That, that now that Dustin Diamond passes away, but Screech's character to me was what made the show. Like I loved the show in spite
3: of Screech. I thought he was somewhat normal. And you. you see, TV the man shows do this. Died today. Yeah, he I know. died today, and you're like, I gotta tell you, that show would have been a lot better if he weren't on it, back we're, to you. <laughs> yeah, that talking is, that is about the maybe show.
2: not the time to bring that up, I
3: don't know. We're I would say replace, the replace Screech with Bob Golick, back to you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you were saying... I like, saying- I like you have no chill on this, Tim. You're just like, yeah, so anyway, the guy who just died, Sucked. No, no, no.
5: Actually, you You know know what? That's what I
3: respect
2: about Timmy. I do. Yeah, I know. Just that's pointing it out. That's, that's definitely so coincidental
7: because we just started watching this show up out of nowhere. They show it on like IFC, one of those channels. And a month ago, we started watching this and Sarah and I were sitting down and enjoying it just because it's a blast of the past from our childhood. And it was, it was holding up like again, like it wasn't that bad. I didn't think it was unwatchable, like you were saying, but it's just funny how. The directors and the producers could give a crap about some things. Remember the episode where the gang films them at the
3: swimming pool
7: and puts them in the calendar for the school yes, store? Yes. Remember was, that one?
3: Yeah, Zach films the girls. Right. He sends then Screech makes in a there. Video calendar.
7: Right. He sends Screech in there with the scuba gear. But yet, the girls are doing poses and looking straight into the camera, but mm-hmm. they're secretly shot. But the show, oh, they don't care. Just just run with it. That idea, no one's going to catch that. Print it, take it to post-production, and let's go. Things like that with the old sitcoms of the 90s are kind of what I appreciate. They're like, ah, oh, that's not an important detail. Just go with it. But I loved Saved. It was the story of my sh- The, the well, show I, of my childhood. I, I, I loved it, it, too, doubt. when
3: I was growing up. And I, of course, had the thing for Kelly Kapowski and... I was devastated when, you know, she dumped Zach to be with Jeff, the older guy from the Max.
7: Oh my God! You know,
3: her manager at the Max. Well, there's his Me Too movement. It's like, you want some of your tips? Date
7: me.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's not good. It's <laughs> definitely, yeah, it's definitely not aged well. But then again, you know what? So did a lot of things from the '90s, like not aging well right now. So that's, that's no, probably I, I understand on that.
3: By the way. Uh, i don't think i know that television networks really have no affiliation with anything anymore like tlc is called tlc because it was called the learning channel sure you're not (laughs) learning about anything on tlc Mm -hmm. now except watching freak shows and i know vh1 and mtv they don't but like the independent film channel if you were going to tell the founders of that network that 20 years in the future you're just going to have bad saved by the bell reruns on ifc they'd probably (laughs) kill themselves Right, that was definitely not the
2: intent of that channel at all. I remember watching it when I was like in high school and you would always find like these fo- like foreign language films or like stuff that was shown in art houses that was always like, is are they going to let someone be naked on this that, channel? And that, they, I was going to say that's the only reason why you would turn it on <laughs> is right. to look for booby. It was like they, I think <laughs> she's about to get naked, and then no, there would be no nudity, or then it would be suddenly, and you are like, wait, this is on cable. How's sometimes this at night,
3: sometimes late uh-huh. at night, they would let the nudity go. Uh huh. That's a, a, yes. I don't know how and we now all know tonight this, we do all nude Lark Voorhees nope. all the time on nope, IFC. That's not, that's not what they're oh, doing. man,
7: no, it's
2: not.
3: Lisa Turtle. Hey, have you?
7: you guys ever had another cast member besides Dennis Haskins on the show? Did that ever happen?
3: No, no. just him. Yeah, just one, him. One was enough. <laughs> well, Tori Spelling was our intern that one summer. Yeah, that, no. That's, we've <laughs> never had anybody other <laughs> Timmy, than that. Tori Spelling. Of-
7: Vic, is that Violet Bickerstaff? I Tori was going to say, what was the name of the girlfriend? show? You
3: got it. Violet Bickerstaff. <laughs> that's right. Her and Screech did the nasty.
7: Oh, man. Did you ever uh, read any chapters of that book? There's a lot going on there. So
3: he no, says. I didn't read it because I just assumed it was all made up. The the Screech book.
7: Well, sure, I'm sure it is. I'm sure 50 percent of it is made up. But but you know what? There's something I, mean, fun I just read about the Cliff in Notes edition. Right. There's something right. fun
2: about opting in and believing. Like even if it is a little bit made up, well, let's just believe it's true. There, it's fun.
7: there was a story about how Dustin Diamond would just walk around Disneyland until women would recognize him. Mm. Very good. <laughs> and then he would, you know, have a nice night with. Of those course, women. he would. They What's were...
6: coming
3: up on Buckeye Roundtable tonight, Timmy?
7: A lot coming on Stacked Show. Paul Keels is talking basketball in the first segment. We'll get some highlights from the Holt Man. Jake Ballard will talk about the Buckeyes and his trip to the Super Bowl in the past. Kevin McGuff, Steve Rollick, and on the trail with Jeremy Birmingham. All right, big show tonight. Back page. Let's do it the
1: back page the back page with Common Man and T-Bone
5: sponsored by Care Heating and Cooling when you need a company you can trust call 1-800-COOLING Boner
2: Well man there was a teen interning at NASA last year actually summer 2019 17-year-old high school student named Wolf Kukie My guy. who was uh, there at NASA's Goddard Space Flight Center was looking over some satellite data and said there's a blip on here has anybody noticed yeah? this before and they said yeah whatever kid and they looked at it and said, actually, that, we've never seen that. It was a previously unknown planet. They have now published what they know about this planet called TOI 1338b. It's over 1,300 light years away. But this intern, 17 years old, found this blip, and now they have yeah. confirmed it is, in fact, in a, a planet outside of our solar system about seven times larger than Earth. So there you go.
3: Good for that guy. Interesting. Uh, Buckeye Roundtables coming up next. Timmy Hall takes you through the evening. We'll see you tomorrow. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic.
5: From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center.
6: Good evening. Watch out for an accident still blocking the left lane of 71 southbound at 670. Traffic is still bumper-to-bumper from Hudson Street and still continues to build. Plan on some heavy backups for at least another half an hour. This traffic report is sponsored by Allstate. If you're driving less, you could be saving more on car insurance. With pay-per-mile insurance from Allstate, pay for the miles you drive and save on the miles you don't. Call a local Allstate agent and get a quote now. I'm Leanna Ray with Banned Traffic.